0: Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. This is episode number 30. And joining me and Gary on this episode, we have our good friend, Zach Mahan. Now, me and Gary went to school with Zach. We've known him for quite some time. He's an awesome guy. Um, In this episode, we kind of get into how Zach grew up, where he came from. Uh, We get into what he's doing now for a career, what his career goals are. Uh, He recently got married, so we talk about what it's like being a newlywed for him, and we talk about his honeymoon that he took overseas. Um, And we just talk about life in general, how to be a better person, and just how to enjoy the life that you have. So, As always, I want to thank you guys for stopping by, and I hope that you enjoy the show. we are, ladies and gentlefish.
1: What's going are on, everybody?
0: Shooting. We're live. We're li- not really. Not when they hear it. Yeah. We're a few days behind. We're a few days behind. <laughs> but uh. this is what episode is this, William? Number thirty, son. Thirty. The dirty 30- thirty. Wait. D- yeah. This is. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure this is the dirty thirty. okay yeah, cause we were like, next time we're gonna be the dirty. 30.
2: Yeah, this is the dirty thirty special, and it is special. Because we have a guest.
0: We have a guest. A guest. Another one. DJ
2: Khaled. Our guest today is the one and only, the all, the almighty, the (laughs) all-powerful. Omnipotent.
0: All-knowing.
3: The all-omniscient, Zach Mahan. What's up? I don't know about all that. But what's yeah, up? <laughs>
0: what's up,
2: dude? But uh, yeah, we like to we like to blow everything out of proportion. Yeah. But uh, what is going on, my man? Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Don't give us too much, but just give us a little sneak peek. Where you from? What you do? A little bit about yourself. Well,
0: I'm
3: definitely going to give you too much. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. better too much and not enough. Uh, Zach Mahan, Uh, born and raised in Rabbit Ridge. Rabbit Ridge, baby. heaven on earth. So where, so where exactly is Rabbit Ridge? <laughs> well, it's funny you ask. I was going to tell you anyway. <laughs> Rabbit Ridge is equidistance Equal. between the metropolis of B Branch and the cornucopia of culture, which is Center Ridge. The cornucopia <laughs> of culture. Yeah. Interesting. It is Interesting. Seven miles from each.
2: So, uh, being a uh, a resident of Rabbit Ridge, why is it called Rabbit Ridge? Do you know?
3: probably some good old boy saw a rabbit there one time said this here's rabbit ridge now (laughs) because there is a ridge there There
2: geographically full of rabbits i've seen the the topographical map and there is definitely a no hang on you
0: have not seen a topographical map yes i have topographical topographical map yes i have where
2: on dude have you ever been on google earth Uh, 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 yeah (laughs) <laughs> and that's topographical <laughs> you <laughs> haven't
0: specifically zoomed in on rabbit Ridge. yes i have why
2: because i had to go there for a wedding i had to go there to get to marcus's thing
0: okay fair enough what and I? I, I okay dude that's i fine. play
2: on Google. dude i play on google earth more than you would think like i just like sit there and zoom in on places <laughs> like one dude the other day i i got my phone wow. out and i was on google earth i was i was i think i was uh like somewhere in town, waiting on something. Maybe I was getting my oil changed. But I zoomed in on the Sahara Desert, and I was like trying to like find like like different things over in the Sahara Desert.
0: Cause you know what's in the Sahara Desert?
2: No, I was just like curious. So I had my Google Earth out. And you that's know what what's I was in doing. the
3: Sahara Desert? What's in the Sahara Desert? Not much.
2: I know, I know, <laughs> man. But I was, dude. I found like little rocks, like rock things and stuff. Well, anyways,
3: anyways, kind of got off on Lame. a little tangent there. Lazy. Yeah, Rabbit
2: Ridge. So you're from Rabbit Ridge. Yes, what I can you, tell you
3: from expert, uh, you know, knowledge? There is a ridge. So
0: there is a ridge. Yeah. There's a ridge.
3: Well, not a lot of rabbits. What? <laughs> um. Well, I know your dad. We're
2: gonna get into this a little bit later, but I know your dad uh, owns a farm out there and and distributes meat. Uh, say a little bit about that, but don't say too much
3: yeah man um you know my dad he uh he was in construction for like 30 years and decided he was he was to a point where he could have basically hung it up and chilled or gone and done something different so he's not the type to just chill so he's kind of doing something that he wants to do and that he enjoys and he's passionate about and i'm I'm super proud to be, you know, associated with it in any way. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. That's awesome. We'll definitely get to that and talk about that in more detail, promote it a little bit. But, uh, what do you do uh, for, for a living?
3: Man, I am an account manager for Spectrum Paint Company, which is a fancy way of selling, of saying that I sell paint. For a living, so sounds way up, way, me, way cooler when you say it like that. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> I like to make it sound cooler than it is. How do you, how do
2: you pitch the paint? Say, say that it's, that me and Will we're this we're this paint company, and or no, that we're a company and we need we need paint. How are you going to sell us on this paint? What are the
3: points that you are going to make? So, first off, I'm not I'm not working with like retail customers. So, mom or pop comes in and buys a gallon of paint. That's that's not who I'm really working with. I'm dealing with uh, wholesale. I'm dealing with guys who are running, you know, paint companies who are okay buying, you know, a significant amount of paint every year. Uh, have employees running the business, you know. So when you're working with those guys, obviously price point is always an issue. You know, they want to get a good deal on a product. They want to be confident that it works. Uh, I've I've been in the paint industry for a little over 4 years now. Okay. It started off with Sherwin Williams, which is Fortune 500 company. You don't realize how much paint there is. I would imagine in Conway alone, if you combine together, you know, the big 3 paint companies, Sherwin, PPG, and us, probably close to a 6 million dollar market, which you think about paint, you don't realize how that's much a lot of that, paint. Son. Yeah, how much that stuff? That's a that's lot, a lot, of, lot paint. of paint. You know, you don't realize how much everything, everything with a coating on it. Somebody had to sell that coating, and you start thinking about all the things with coating. It, you know, your house here has probably got, probably has sixty gallons of paint in it.
0: Yeah, a so, lot,
3: a lot. It's expensive too. It's expensive <laughs> too. Yeah, uh, but I work one on one with contractors, and it's about relationship building because uh, paint is basically paint. For the most part, I mean, certain paints are better than others, but uh, you got you to gotta work with that guy one-on-one and build trust, build a friendship, and that's why they buy from you. They're not buying because your paint's better than somebody else's. And they'll pay more for your paint than they will somebody else's if you got a good relationship with them. So yeah. That's what it's all about is relationship building. Yeah. I'm in the business of making friends with guys who don't want to be your friend. There you go.
2: Okay. Yeah. So you feel like you're pretty good at that. I mean, I I can see you being pretty good at that. You're good good with your words. I think I am. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, for the way we like to start the podcast off, as you may know, because you've you've said that you listen to our podcast a little bit, we Woo. like to talk about our weeks. So uh, Will, how was your week, man?
0: Dude, my week was pretty good. Pretty good. It's going to take me like at least fifteen seconds to recollect what I did. Um oh yeah, I remember what I did. It was Memorial Day weekend and I just want to say uh thank you to all the soldiers that risked their lives and lost their lives protecting our freedom and our country. Um I had I had a strange, not strange, but it was like a sombering moment where I I was me and uh Courtney went to the lake on, you know, Monday, Memorial Day, hanging out whatever. But uh before we went, I was just like watching T V and I was like, dang, this Memorial Day isn't even about like getting out and hanging out with your friends and going to the lake. It's it's it was a memorial to let the United States people recollect on all the fallen soldiers and stuff and it just really, you know, kinda took me back as to what's important and, you know, all the sacrifices that those people made. So enough of that. I'm just saying thank you to all the current and former um United States military and all the soldiers that lost their lives. Yeah,
2: no doubt, man. We talk about that all the time. Uh, reflecting, you should reflect daily on things, but especially when they when we take out a day like as a national holiday. Yeah. To to reflect on something that's really important to us as as a connective whole. Yeah. Um, it's it's very important, and I've had people. I've had both uh, my papa and my grandpa have served uh, in the military. So.
0: Yeah. Yep, for sure. But um yeah, Memorial Day weekend. We went out to the lake, hung out, had a great time, went out. Um, just chilled on the water, man. That's the first time I'd been in some water all year.
2: Yeah. And it felt nice. Dude, I told Pete so the the lake did feel good? Yeah. Real good. Dude, that's awesome. It was pretty high though. I considering well, yeah. all the end. We'll we'll talk but. about that as well. But I I worked from four AM to four PM on Memorial Day. Um and I was thinking the whole time, man. I wanted to be out on the lake because I knew everybody. All my friends were out on the lake, which also got me to thinking to kind of go on your point of you know uh, respecting and reflecting. Uh, I I told everybody like you know where I'm from uh, around Grish Ferry Lake. Like <laughs> Memorial Day is a day that you go out on the lake and you may get slightly inebriated with your friends and listen to loud music and have good conversation. And uh, it's easy to forget what it really is about. I mean, have fun and, and connect with other, other people because that's, that's the opportunity that, that the people that have fallen have given us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, enjoy sure. it, but, but understand, be yeah, aware. that's what I'm saying. Like you should always enjoy.
0: It. Yeah. Always enjoy yourself. And they like had a thing at the marina or whatever saying they're going to have a moment of silence on the lake at 3 PM or whatever for, you know,
2: yeah, that's good. To, I'm glad they, they do something like yeah. that. But there's anyway, a balance. there's a balance for sure.
0: But that's what I did. Uh, we, prior to that, uh, I didn't do much. We didn't really do anything. Yeah. That's what Jordan- I've just been working, dude.
2: I've been so tired. I've been trying to kind of keep things up around the house, like get things in tubs, start kind of packing slowly but surely. Um, I have to go up to Springfield June 10th and
0: pay the rent, prorated rent, uh... <laughs> i I saw this thing today on twitter and it said uh it said uh if if i die on the 31st or no it said if i die on the first does he can't remember (laughs) yeah dude no i remember i remember i remember it said if i die on the first of the month and i paid my rent uh (laughs) put me in my put me in my house on the couch until the 31st and then bury me because they're like dude you wow, get, you paid the rent, so
3: you gotta get your money's worth. You know? hey man, that rent check hurts. <laughs> it hurts, dude. <laughs> oh it hurts. Lord.
2: Yep, yep. Well, I gotta pay that, and then accept the key. how are the, the rates key, up there, Gary? Except the key, it's five eighty a month for a studio apartment.
3: That's not bad. Could be really. worse. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's 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 probably a little more expensive than Arkansas would be, but that's
3: that's not bad. That's part of it, man. I paid an outrageous amount for my Where did single you live? bedroom apartment I had in Benton benton how yeah. how is benton dude benton's a turd, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> <Ben's> turd. <laughs> <laughs> but i love bryant i live in bryant now okay so, cool yeah. but when i moved down there i lived in a single bedroom apartment in benton and i paid like it was like 750 a month
2: that's ridiculous
3: yeah man anyway, sorry to interrupt no dude you're good Woo! Woo! yeah it hurt yeah.
2: dude I- i'm telling you man i've just been tired been working um and didn't really do much for Memorial Day, like that. That just shows what I what I've been doing, you know, working 4 a.m. 4 p.m. Memorial Day.
3: I stacked some cheese.
2: But anyways, Mayhan, what did you do on Memorial Day?
3: Man, I had a pretty cool weekend actually. So, uh, my wife's family's uh family reunion is every Memorial Memorial Day. Okay. And uh, I actually went down there with her last year uh, while we were. You know, just dating, um, you know, before we got married. And uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, They have about, I think last year, they probably had 80 people there on the family union day. And they camp all weekend, but reunion is on Saturday. And uh, this year, they probably had 60. So, it's it's a pretty big get-together with all her family. And uh, her dad really likes to cook, and I do too. So, we spent... We spent all day Saturday. We got up at like eight thirty, fired up his smoker, and it's a big, bad of the bone smoker on a trailer. Uh, we did a whole hog, uh, six racks of ribs, Darn. bunch of chicken on it. It was the first time I'd ever cooked a whole hog, and uh, I loved to cook. And the, uh, the the smoking a whole hog was a pretty cool thing. That is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I've only seen that on TV.
3: And then after that. We got home and the car my wife is driving took a dump. Oh, no. Yeah. So I had to, I got it towed. Had to get it towed to a shop from Bryant to Mayflower. Mm. Because that was the closest, cheapest place I could get a Volvo worked on. (laughs) Don't ever buy a Volvo. Foreign (laughs) (laughs) cars. Don't ever buy a Volvo. Don't ever buy a Volvo. My ex girlfriend's mom had a Volvo. So expensive (laughs) to fix. But we got that all taken care of, uh, and we're probably buying a car either <laughs> yeah. t- tomorrow or Saturday. Probably we'll not a car. Volvo, dude. It's <laughs> not gonna be a Volvo, <laughs> dude. You should get a Volvo. <laughs> missed that <laughs> good.
0: Missed that on the Memorial Day sale. That's all I heard on the radio on the yeah, way to we missed I'm driving to work. Zero percent down for approved buyers. We're paying. We'll pay your sales tax for you.
3: Yeah. Come on down. We're paying a hundred percent down because debt's the devil. <laughs>
0: Dude.
3: Hey, if I had enough cash, I'd for sure just buy it. We're not getting anything fancy, but we saved up enough to I'm not I'm not financing anything. Yeah, that's the way to go, man, if you can. I hate debt. It's nah. it's it's it will uh, suffocate you in your sleep when you're not looking. So I try to stay away from that crap.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it beats it down on you, especially if you're not good at managing your stress. Anyways, don't don't get in don't get yourself in debt. Not a good idea. No, you talk about you know getting together. That's a really cool thing that your um, wife, you're newly married. We'll talk about that as well. But that's cool that your wife's family uh, does does something like that. I think that that tradition. Um, there's there's definitely. Uh, a darker side to to tradition, but having having traditional things where you you come together, you commune, you have uh, food like you're talking roasting a whole hog, getting together. There's something about there's something about being there with your uh, your father-in-law and uh, I don't know whoever helped you cook it, and just like just bonding and and talking and then the end product, everybody, the whole place. You're talking like eighty people eating something that you helped cook. I mean, that's just, that's a special moment and moments like that, uh, we need to have more of for sure. Yeah. So that's, that was pretty cool.
3: It's a cool thing. They're tight. They're uh pretty tight knit and it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. I'm happy to be there.
2: Yeah. That's, that's something that I, I definitely, I mean, I have, I have plans to, to travel, but having things like that where you do things like annually, biannually, triannually, you know, just making points to, to get with people, uh, is, is one of my goals and, one of the things that that we talk about, you know, people can get so caught up on having uh, material goals or accomplishment goals, and kind of not think more about like having goals of, of keeping in contact with people and making points to to uh, share times and make memories with people, because that's that's part of what's going to make you happy is is branching out and having experiences with people.
0: Yeah, man. Time management
3: we could run off on all kinds of tangents about how our generation is more you know uh experience oriented than material oriented as well cuz that it seems to be a trend with people our age
2: yeah yeah and i think that it it's honestly you look you look at honestly i think uh if you look at history it's kind of like a pendulum it kind of goes back and forth and the reason for that is is you have a generation that grows up seeing the the negatives of of maybe how their their uh, prior generation that raised them did it, and so they kind of swing back the other way, and you get this, this pendulum that goes back and forth of, oh, I want to experience things, you know, I'm, I live for today, whatever, this, that. And then you have the next generation that's like, you know, I'd rather be more safe, kind of stockpile, sit back on that. So, and... I mean, that's, that's how our parents, I mean, I know that my parents are the ones that are more get a job, make sure that, you know, you get a 401k, you're sitting on retirement. That's, that's the thing. And you see a lot more kids and there's radicals on each side and there's a balance that you can definitely achieve, but you see more people our age going out and not thinking so much like that. They're like, Oh, I want to live in the now. I want to experience things.
0: Yeah. It's crazy too. Like. Back in, uh, I say a long time ago, like in high school when I was 17, 18, 19 years old, dude, you don't even think about uh, like retirement and like what that even is. Like I heard of, I'd heard of a 401k and all this, but I was like, dude, I like, I was like, don't even worry about that, bro. Like, you know, (laughs) just live in the now. And then now that uh, I have obligations and things that uh, I got to take care of and, you know, you got to pay some bills and you got to, you know you got to pay for things. You're like, dude, I should have started that a long time ago. Like saving for retirement or starting a, uh, um, not a, uh, like a Roth IRA, like a, a just some kind of fund or plan to start saving cheese. Cause it's amazing. Like in a, a five year period, if you started saving for retirement, how much more you would have when you actually retired. It's like insane. I can't, I gave it a specific well, example, but like just like, um, compounding interest and things like that, it adds up really fast if you really, you know, crunch some numbers on it.
3: Y'all are both 23, right? Yes. Yeah, 23. So I'm 25. Let's say we both invested, you know, all three of us started today, at thousand a month until we hit 62 or whatever it is for maturity on a Roth IRA. The yeah. compounds, you know. Yeah, yeah. The amount of money that y'all would have just based on those two years would be tremendously more than what I would have. It, it the the earlier you start, because those first years of it, when you when you very first start investing, are so important because they have so much time to compound and grow on each other. It's it's crazy. The power of compound interest is. Uh, is that right? Compound interest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> the power of that though is insane. You look at it. I try to strike a balance between. I know what you're saying, like, um, well, like what I'm saying on uh being experience oriented. So, like, I try to strike a balance between, um, you know, saving for the future, and and still being. I would, I guess when I say experience oriented, like I would rather spend money on going on a vacation or, um, a boat or something like that, than what I would, uh, something more materialistic, something that I'm going to gain experiences from. If yeah. that makes sense, it made not. No, yeah, for sense. sure. Me
0: and Gary have talked and about that before.
2: Even investing your money, like in something like a boat, which is a material thing, it's like, what are you gonna get out of that boat? How are you gonna use that boat? How are you gonna view that boat? Are you gonna look at that boat and say, "Oh, look at my boat," and that like that's why you got it. That's why you have it. Just to you're just trying to flex yeah, on, just like trying status. to flex on your friend. Yeah. You know what I you mean? You're like,
0: dude, <laughs> check out my boat. You- you buy Freaking it for the experience, yeah? Or are of the you trying
2: to, boat. or are you trying to take it out and like you know grill burgers every weekend with your friends and maybe drink a couple of brews and listen to good music and have a good conversation? I don't know.
3: How I was going So with
2: that. so yeah. upset that I did not go out on the lake on Memorial Day, <laughs> man. I
3: want to go out on the boat. I haven't <laughs> been on the lake this year, man. I, I'm I'm in my I'm in my zone out there on Greer's, man. Yeah, chilling Greer's Fair Lake at Party Cove. Grews very like man. That's like when Happy Gilmore is like riding the, you know, the little, the little person riding the the horse in his happy zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my happy zone. Oh my gosh, dude, it was good.
0: I just put like a life jacket on and just floated there in the water and just like, oh, it was so relaxing. In a state it. of zen. Zen. <laughs> oh yeah. Zen.
2: <laughs> zen and the art of living. Yeah, dude. Or making the art of making a living.
0: Yeah. But There's no, dude, balance, man. For sure, the experiences me and Gary have talked about that before. We used, uh, we went to uh, the Metallica concert. I was there. Yeah, dude. And
3: uh, <laughs> was that not a, was that not a bad a concert? I know I'm getting old because, I, for one, I didn't drink any uh, libations. whatsoever. I didn't either. <laughs> and I, because I had to work like the next day. I did too. uh, (laughs) uh, but anyway i know i'm getting old i looked over at my at my wife now not at the time i was like man i need some earplugs this is the loudest concert (laughs) it was the loudest concert i've ever been to it was awesome they rocked my face off it was it was great it was insanely loud the only thing i always said this before what was it Gary? i can't
0: remember what we said we all had, me, Gary, and Paxton went, we all had the same complaint of though, not a complaint, but like one thing that we w- wish they would have done. I think it was, I can't remember what it was. Something tragic. This is what happened. Will does. No, it wasn't tragic. This is what Will
2: does. He
3: just brings up things. No, dude, and then I had, he I knew finish. what it
0: was. I just forgot.
3: So Jordan, my, my wife, she, I had to go to the bathroom. So did she. And we had the, uh, the, the set list. We knew what songs we we're gonna play. We had the set list. Where'd I you find that at? You can do it for any concert, bro. Really? You can find a you can find a set list for any concert and know what order they're gonna play. See, I, I know, feel that, like I that.
2: feel like that like the equivalent to that is like peeking into your presents before Christmas. No, uh, no,
3: like, that's, <laughs> that's, like that's how I feel, no, dude. I know like, what you mean, but I plan bathroom trips around it. Yeah, because if you really gotta take okay, a week, that's are like, 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 there's that's a song and
0: not my favorite, and then just you can go.
3: She's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, I do too. Let's just go to the bathroom. And I'm looking at the set list. I'm like, all right, we got, we got one song, and then Fuel's about to start playing. It's like, I gotta listen to Fuel. That's that's one of my favorite Metallica. Give gems. me Fire, give me Fuel. <laughs> and uh, I, I get done in the bathroom, and I hear this song winding down in the background. And I was like, come on, Jordan, and she's still in there, and still in there, still in there. And it goes quiet. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that. I was like, no. And she still wasn't out. I missed the whole song, bro. It hurt me. Dude, I
2: remember. I don't remember this very well, but I remember that I almost pissed my pants at that concert. <laughs> like, dude, the line to the bathroom was so long. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I was hurting. And I was fixing to just let it go. And you
3: know, it's a dude concert because the line to the men's room was worse than the line to the ladies' room. Oh, For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And they had,
0: dude. That, bro, they have at least at least thirty holes to take a leak in.
3: You know what I mean. And the line is still forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: bro. The thing, one of
2: my favorite things to do at concerts like that, because I went to the Tom Petty concert, which also had Joe Walsh there as well. Me too, bro. And you did, dude. Yeah. That was an awesome concert. An so awesome glad concert. I went. Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Rest Me and my mom peace. went. Dude, I bet that was a good time. It was. I bet your mom was a good time. She's fine, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then Guns N' Roses uh, went, went to that. And uh, just like all of those types of concerts with like these old legends. All of the t shirts that you see with people walking around from like all the different concerts, there's like holes and all kinds of stuff. Like they look raggedy. They probably haven't been washed in years. And it's just like. That's awesome to me, yeah. man. You
3: see some gyms. Right oh, there. did yeah, you I see did.
2: some people that have crawled out of Middle Earth like, <laughs> <laughs> like to come to this concert? Uh,
3: <laughs> bro, speaking of that, <laughs> I was all the way here going through this nightmare of traffic that is Greenbrier this time of day, and uh, I looked across at this guy pulling out in front of me, right? And we made eye contact. You ever make eye contact with, I'm, a dude? yeah, like solid eye contact, solid eye contact. Like, like you look, like you look into their soul. Neither one of you can look away, and you just know, like that guy's crazy.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Sometimes you make eye contact with somebody you don't know who they are, but you can see the crazy in their eyes. Yeah, this dude was crazy. I could see it. <laughs> it really stuck with me. It was it was unsettling. That dude,
0: that's wow. I feel like he's just about to ram you with his car and. You can see the crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude. And so you talk
2: about how busy uh Greenbrier is, so kinda of to segue into this next thing. One of the reasons it's so busy, it's it's usually busy. It's usually pretty busy, but it's extra busy today because the Wooster, the Cattern Flats was on the Wooster way. Yeah. I can't remember what highway that is, but uh it's it's covered, man. It's covered in water. Arkansas That's- River is backed up.
3: It's so backed up that the rivers going into it can't drain, so they're backing up. Yep. <laughs>
2: yep. So, you the, the way to Worcester from Conway is closed. You, everybody's got to take Highway 65, and so Greenbrier is just pff, atrocious. Dude. Yeah,
0: and they said that... uh I hadn't even crested yet, man. I know, on Sunday, so it's, I don't know how much higher it's supposed to get, but...
2: Bro, they're they're predicting that it's going to cover Highway 65 on the Catter Flats. Dude, that would suck so bad. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. My parents are staying at my house tonight on cots because they're they're like, we don't want to miss a day of work and we don't want to have to drive all the way around to Mount Vernon to go to Conway.
0: Yeah,
3: they're heroes because I would have just not gone to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm the same way. Little, I'd have been like, I'm just
2: gonna
0: take this as a sign that I'm just gonna take a day off. Sorry, boss, can't make it. <laughs> no, dude. I was thinking like we're leaving. Me and Courtney are leaving to go to Paxton's wedding tomorrow. So we're like skipping town Well, it's going to get the worst, but I was thinking, I was like, dude, we're going to come back and it's not going to be able to get home. That would suck.
2: You're going to Memphis to get over or you're going no, down?
0: we're going down. It should be good so far.
2: Should be good? Yeah. Sure?
0: Sure.
3: Okay. Are you going down, Gary? I am. Man, I wish
2: I, I could. I'm going to go. I'm going to ride
3: with K. Because
0: where does Arkansas River stop, Gary? In Mississippi. Yeah. Flows into it. So once, we cross, so once we cross over it, and keep going down, and it should be good.
2: Where does the where does it cross? <clears throat> where like where do you? Because you go down through like the very southeastern part of the state, don't you? Well,
3: yeah, you once you cross into Little Rock, you don't cross it again. In no, you go up sure. through Little Rock, Pine Bluff,
0: uh, Lake Village, and yeah. then you cross into Mississippi, and just keep going down huh. into Alabama. Interesante. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we're gonna give it a go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Make it. So me and Cade are driving down. I'm really stoked to go i've I already got rented a little airbnb Um, gonna stay at these people's house we'll see how it goes
3: yeah dude airbnb is the bomb dude
2: the com, go. dude
0: do what i said airbnb is a way to go how no much did it cost though
2: 45 bucks a night you can find some steals okay, on bad. there bro 45 bucks a night five minutes from the beach not bad gary stayed in
3: uh
0: how much did that one cost
2: here? <laughs> Bro, did you listen to yeah. the episode very first episode when I, I got back one. from Colorado? Dude, that was
3: That sounds like a weird trip.
2: <laughs> hey, Airbnb. It was a weird trip in a in a really good way. But anyways. Um <laughs> the uh yeah, sometimes you get you get a little sketchy with Airbnb, but with my experience for the most part, it was it's really good. So
3: it's knocked it out of the park every time for me.
2: Yeah. Dude, it's Honestly, man, like that's that's like the future. Like, I I wanna I wanna know like how competitive it is with hotels, Airbnb, because I I mean, I I would rather I would rather just hook up with somebody through an app and then be like, all right, pull up and just like go in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of having to like red check in, register all that stuff. Like, dude, they literally like all right. The people that I checked into, they're like, okay, our code is this. Like, okay, you you paid, and we're gonna just give you our
3: code. I had some very unique lodging experiences in uh, Scotland and Ireland. What
2: yeah, dude. It? We got to talk about that. You're, a, you're a, an, a European traveler.
0: European.
1: I'm just a traveler.
0: You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. He, he's just a traveler? The traveler?
2: Oh, yeah. The
0: traveler from Chris, Chris Stapleton.
2: Yeah, dude, time. he's a traveler.
1: I'm just a traveler. You couldn't tell
0: by my sweet voice?
3: <laughs> Sounded just like Chris. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, nah, dude. Uh, staple, yeah. So, man. we'll we'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, but first, before we get into your honeymoon and stuff, tell us what it's like, man. How do you feel like being newly married? How did you feel before, and do you feel any different now than you well, did? Well,
3: man, it feels good. Um, I love it. You know, being married is great. I've only been married for like two and a half weeks, so there you go. I'm not a I'm not exactly an expert yet, but Uh, you know, uh, I got a great girl. Jordan is awesome. She's, uh, she is much smarter than me, so I don't win many arguments, but that's okay. We don't have many, but, uh, it's awesome, man. We were, we, we lived together for almost a year before we got married, which I highly recommend because you don't really know someone until you live with them. That's true. And I don't really want to. Bury someone I don't know, but that's just my opinion, but uh no, it's great man the The stress of planning a wedding uh was was not fun, and the wedding itself I thought was awesome I did too, I did too I had a good time at your wedding. I know you did Woo! <laughs> uh no, I thought it was great, and, like the entire day of the weekend of leading up to it, the bachelor party was. Was like one of the best experiences of my life, the, the whole package. Uh, but planning it kind of sucks. So glad to be done with the planning process of it. And Jordan did 99% of the planning, so I can't gripe, but it's just stressful. So it feels good to be done with that and settling in and starting our life together. And it's, it's great. I'm loving it. Yeah, dude.
0: It is peaceful, like once you get done with all the hoopla.
3: Yeah. The hoopla. It feels great being done with the hoopla. Yeah,
0: you can just come home, sit on the couch together,
3: watch some TV, just chill. Yeah, zen, <laughs> zen. Zen.
0: Zen. zen, zen. In the art of making a living. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. <sighs> yeah, but
2: no, dude. Um, what you're not gonna let me give my, the mu- but, my musings on marriage?
0: Okay, give you musings on marriage. So I'm not Cause married. You're so versed in it. I'm not married. As
2: as many of you may know, Gary's
0: single, and ready to mingle, ladies. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: But uh, that's awesome that, that you're, you are wed in holy matrimony and that you are ready to spend the rest of your life with a woman because I could not even imagine uh, giving that level of commitment to another person right now. So yeah.
3: I think Cat Williams says something about it like in one of his stands I think it's Cat Williams. He's like, marriage is, marriage is kind of weird. It's like you love someone so much that you got to bring the government into it and make it legally binding. <laughs> what a weird concept that is that, a, is, true. <laughs> that is a little weird uh, but no it's great i love it
2: oh man yeah we had to have uh after we go down for paxton's wedding speaking of that we have to have a little special where we have paxton on as a as a round two he'll be our first round two guest yeah see how he likes newlywed yeah there's a few other things we can talk about with him as well yeah. We can go, sure. in, go into depth more with music and his musical experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's into music. But no, dude, I'm glad for you. That's to me, uh, marriage is like it's not really that complicated. It's just if you have somebody that um like a partner that you genuinely care about and you get along with and like you're not just in love romantically, but you can just hang out, you know, and have just a, a chill time. And I think that's, like, super important. You got to marry your best friend. Yeah. Because you can't just, you know, like, I don't know. Well, I'm kind of learning that now as I go. I'm like, it's kind of, because, like, you want to just hang out. Before, you just want to hang out with your friends. And then this is how I knew I wanted to marry Courtney. Like, I was hanging out with my friends. Uh, if I had to choose between her or my friends, I would choose my friends, right? Because we were just got in college hanging out, whatever. And then slowly as the year started going on, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should maybe I hang out with her you know, one time. And then, you know, a year later I was like, well, I kind of just want to hang out with her. And then, you know, later on another year, I was like, oh, I kind of just want to hang out with her all the time.
3: You know what I mean? It sounds super lame when you say it that way, but <laughs>
0: Dude,
3: <that's, laughs> Will's pretty. Sound super lame. Will it's
2: pretty lame. <laughs> lame. You will come to, to know in this next hour.
0: Hey, I'm just solid as a rock,
3: baby. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> no, nah, I know what you mean though, man. Um, yeah it feels right yeah you know feel feel like i'm feel like i'm in the right spot when i plop down on my couch with my wife yeah best place to be man the right spot yeah the right spot
0: we haven't really uh met your wife either we'd like to that'd be cool hang out
3: sometime we got to get together man yeah, yeah, you
2: said you said when we're at uh, Paxton's bachelor party, man. Yeah, we need to like have like a grill out or like have a dinner or something, watch like a sporting event, just to get get make an excuse to get together, basically, and eat some food.
3: I tell you, the biggest, and I think y'all will agree with me. I don't know if I can articulate it in the right way, but the feeling of like the paradigm shift that happened in all. Of the dynamic of all the people that we used to run around with was so abrupt a few years ago, where it went from, you know, the weekends, there was a party somewhere, you went and you hung out with all your buddies, everybody was there. And the people got jobs, people got families, and it just seemed like almost, and it wasn't. I mean, it was over the course of a couple of years, but it felt like overnight, everyone just grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and now everyone's everyone everyone, it felt like it was so sudden i know that it wasn't but now everyone's so busy it's so hard to like make time to to get together and to sit down with people that you you know that you vibe with and you want to hang out with that's one thing i like about what y'all doing with this podcast is it gives y'all a reason to get together with you know with each other and 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 your buddies and stuff. So yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's you gotta make you gotta make it happen because it won't happen on its own anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it used to happen it on its own and now it doesn't.
2: It's one of those facets yeah. of life that that if you neglect, you're not gonna be as happy as you could be. Your your friends and the relationships, the connection that you have with people is very important. I can't stress that enough. So yeah,
0: that is crazy though. How um, like four or five years ago we would just be like hanging out or go to a party or something and you would see a ton of your friends without even knowing they were going to be there. That's crazy. I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like we would go to a place all the time and see you or you'd see us. And uh,
3: I couldn't find a party with both hands searching nowadays. On the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't find them. Not that I would go through it if I could find it. But yeah. <laughs> you can't.
2: Yeah, that's uh, it's weird, man. It, that's weird how you just kind of grow look, out of the circle.
3: Yeah, and you look back at it, and it felt like it happened all at once. At least for me. I don't know if y'all agree with me or not, but it's yeah. like an overnight thing. And That's just the way it feels. I know it's not, but.
0: Yeah, it kind of felt like that with us, too, because like, uh, uh, me and Gary and Paxton, for an example.
3: Y'all's house used to be the place, bro. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. it was
0: like all of a sudden. I got engaged and I was like, dude, I'm moving out in like six months and we we're like, Okay, well that's it, I guess. And then I moved out and then Paxton, uh,
2: Paxton. They got a little more serious. And then they
0: slowly or not slowly, pretty quick, moved out. Yeah. Matter and are you still of months. living at Remington
3: right now? Yeah. Or if going to sell it, bro. Are you the last the last the lone last
2: ranger room. The last Remington, the lone Remington.
3: Rest in peace. You have any roommates over there right now? Or just no, you? I've just been living by myself since January first. Man, that's a that's a big crib to be just chilling by your yourself. I know,
2: dude. It's uh, I don't really use those two rooms. I move my music stuff in in one of them, and I have like this blank room music vibe going on. It
3: gives me inspiration. Do you feel lonely in there without your old roommate?
2: No, I keep myself pretty busy. I mean, I miss them. I miss them. Do you, you ever feel time.
0: lonely? Do you ever think about me, Gary?
1: I mean,
2: there are times where I miss y'all guys, but I, for the most part, man, I play my guitar, and I, you know... My guitar is I've, my only friend. Yeah. It's only uh, friend I need. There's there's not too Just many people. There's not too many people I find more interesting than my guitar, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I keep myself pretty busy. I, I go hiking a lot. I have some buddies from work. I have, I have another crew that I kind of run with that I wouldn't necessarily say they like to party but they definitely like to get together and like some of them are musicians and that's kind of the it's kind of the crowd that I've kind of pulled myself into lately is is I've uh, met a lot of people through working at the hospital uh, some some talented people some interesting people and I'm just trying to broaden broaden my circle of of people like I have I have my core group that I grew up with that like I can be Um, which I'm I'm myself all the time, but like I can just be really real with, you know, there's just like those friends that you have. Uh, But I'm trying to kind of spread out, be authentic, but also kind of just like almost network in the same regards, like network, but also be sociable, be friendly, Uh, be authentic. Don't, don't make them surface levels. Like I'm just trying to network with you to increase my social status. Like you're an interesting person that can also increase my social status but you know we're we're cool and we can vibe so that's that's kind of what I'm doing right now yeah. as far as as far as branching out
3: I feel that that's cool man
2: I I think I think that Going back to experience and material, if you lean towards materialism too much, like you begin to see your your relationships, especially ones that you make at work, as very, very surface level, as things as opposed to actual
3: relationships and people. I'll tell you something that I have found on that. And uh, I don't even like saying it out loud because it's almost negative. But uh, a lot... In my experience, like I want to I want to be friends with like everybody I come across, you know? Yeah. Which and, is unrealistic. Uh, which is unrealistic. It's impossible. You can't do it. And you know, it's just the way it is. But it is is challenging to be if you're if you're like in a supervisor position, it's challenging to be with some, a friend to someone who you have to like supervise at work, you know? Yeah. Because non, well, maybe not nine, a lot of the times those people will tell you what you want to hear and they're not genuine, which that's, that's a generalization. Not everyone is that way, but it definitely happened. And it's a bummer because it just, it just makes you sad when you see that happening man yeah
2: Yeah. and it's in the same regard i mean it goes the other way too you're talking about from the supervisor standpoint but from the employee standpoint you see you see supervisors that have this pathological liar syndrome that they're they're like saying things all the time to just it's just what you want to hear and things never happen i mean i've been in situations where the management has been like that, so it's it's a it's a double-sided coin for sure. You had sure. a bad
3: manager then. <laughs> Do what? Then you had a bad manager. Yeah, I've I've had some bad managers, <laughs> man. Bad manager I've had some
2: I've had some bad managers. There's so. a lot of them out there. But what I've what I've learned, man, is is you're always going to have whether they be managers, whether they be supervisors, uh, whether they be your your equals as far as your work goes, you're going to have people that are are difficult, are more difficult than others. Um, and I've learned to kind of identify the ones that don't really offer me anything. And I'm, I'm really flexible. I can be flexible. I can, I can get around, you know, if, if I need to confront you, not be too, too confrontational about it, but you know, be, be professional. Uh, I've learned to do that, but be flexible when, when there's not anything going on, uh, understand you, understand how to kind of work with you whether it be you know don't really talk to you let you do your thing or to kind of you know say certain things around you um and but also in saying that i've also recognized like the people that that do provide value and can can get me places whether it be a reference or uh it be a supervisor that i know is is watching the my quality of work it's like I can see that and then kind of gravitate towards building relationships with those types of people that are going to interest me, but also kind of catapult me in the direction or help catapult me in the direction that I want to go. So I don't know. It's just kind of like you sit back and, and I don't know, that's how, that's how I feel like relationships and, and just connecting with people are like you have an opportunity to connect with anybody you run across, but it's like, when you break those opportunities down, like which ones are worth engaging and which ones are worth, you know, just keeping uh, kind of at bay. Like, you know, for example, those, those people that you work with that aren't going to catapult you, just being flexible enough to not get in arguments or disputes
0: with them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. And it's like, it's just like with anything, man, you are, you're always going to have people that are just trying to get ahead. You know what I mean? They'll tell you what you want to hear. It's dog eat dog out there. And, yeah, I I mean, say you're a supervisor, you're always going to have people that say, well, I should have got that because I can do do this specific task better than you can, or they think they're more qualified, so they're automatically kind of, you know, starting off on the wrong foot. Like, they don't even know you, but they start off just kind of resenting you because, you know, they think they're more qualified than you. But it's dog eat dog out here, old son. Oh yeah, and I got the job, baby. So <laughs> yeah, it's important to it's important to be
2: professional and and know where the boundaries are. But that doesn't mean you can't be authentic and genuine with people. Yeah, well, well,
0: I guess what I'm saying is you got to stick up for yourself sometimes. You know what I mean? You can't just you can't just try. And, I, I get what you're saying, man. You can't just try and be everybody's friend, even though you want to. Because I mean. At the end of the day, it might sound selfish, but you're trying to do what's best for you and your family and your well-being.
2: I quote Drew Payne a lot, and I'm going to do it again. In his episode, he said, you don't have to like everybody. That's true. You don't. Yeah. And he's right. You don't have to like. You can go into it with an objective mindset, determine whether or not that you like this person. And, And even if you don't like them, that doesn't mean you have to be mean to them. Going back to being flexible like don't don't get in disputes with people, understand how to work around them, understand the people that you're gonna you're gonna work well with and build relationships with, and understand the people that you're gonna work well with and kind of avoid in relationship building you
3: yeah know? yeah, I agree. there's a lot of people uh that personally for me, I don't have a good reason to dislike them. But I do. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't have to have a reason to not like somebody, but I still. You get like a bad energy from them or yeah, something? Yeah, just a bad energy. But, You're definitely uh, not Zen. But you, Yeah, not Zen. <laughs> no Zen. But, but you got to have that, uh, the ability to be uh, amicable and uh, put up with it. Though, yeah, good word. Sure. That is a good word. Word of the day.
0: That is a good word. Hey, my last thing on it. At the end of the day, baby, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the top. There you go. So I'm trying to better myself, get to the top. So I'm not going to push anybody down. or um, It's dog-eat-dog, like, dog and you're the big dog. It's dog-eat-dog. <laughs> dog, but I'm not, I'm not going to hinder you from doing anything. But you can guarantee I'm going to do everything I can to get to the top that's yeah. not going to affect somebody else. You got so. to. I, but like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best that I can with my skills and what I have and what I can do to get to the top. I'm not going to hold you underwater while I'm swimming up to the top you can swim beside
3: me. I'm just going to swim faster. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> that's analogy. That's good. I'm I'm stealing that.
2: No, <laughs> I'm not going to hold you under. I'm just going to swim faster. That's good. So, so kind of to go with that, you said you want to get to the top. To Wait, the top, what, baby. What to the top of what? Are you trying to get to the top of Conway Parks and Recreation? Yeah, bro. I'll be
0: parks director for it's all said and done. You kidding? Woo! No, that'll be a while, but
2: heck
1: yeah, that's cool a though.
0: Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about before this? I have no idea. No,
1: I
2: have a quick I have a quick segue. Very, very quick, actually. Oh yeah, never mind. 180, 180, 180. Go ahead, Gary.
0: I remember what I was gonna say.
2: So we were talking about the Arkansas River rising earlier. And this is abrupt. I mean, I hope I'm not like stealing your thunder on this this conversation switcher. No, you're good. But uh, we're talking about the Arkansas ris- uh, River rising and like you know, the most rainfall It broke records like crazy, the last rainfall that we have. Where do you stand on climate change?
1: Ooh,
3: hot, hot topic. I was going to bring that one out of the blue. <laughs> hot topic. That's a good one. You hit me in the, hit me in the side of the head Davis with the hot Wallace, topic break.
2: David Wallace-Wells. Did you finally listened yeah, to that Yeah, I one? finally listened to it. What would you think? Two degrees Celsius. If the world has an average change of two degrees Celsius, life as we know it will not be the same. And there will be certain parts, which there are already certain parts if you think about it, like the Sahara Desert. We were talking about that earlier. Uh-huh. Tying it back in. <laughs> Tying it back in. But there are certain parts that if two degrees Celsius ra- uh, uh, temperature raised, we will not be able to inhabit. It will be so hot.
3: Well, man, I'm not- <laughs> let me preface everything that I'm about to say. Hey, yeah. now,
0: before that, man, have, uh, have you listened to that Joe Rogan? With David
3: Wallace-Wells? I have not. You Dude, do. I have not you listened to Listen to, to that one on the way home. David Wall, I got you. All right. Let me preface by everything that's about to come out of my mouth is not founded in any sort of fact in any way, shape, or form, because I'm not an expert on it. I don't claim to be and don't want to be. <clears throat>
2: that's a good way. Hey, that's this whole podcast. <laughs> just, we just, we just give our opinions on, I'm just, I'm just on everything. Spray, I'm just
3: spewing crap out of my mouth right now. That's all we uh, do. Uh man, as far as climate change goes, I think the earth goes through natural climate cycles that is that are cyclical. I mean, there's there's obviously you can look back through history, there's been multiple ice ages. There wasn't a single ice age. There's been multiple ice ages that go through periods where the earth is colder in general, and then Is warmer in general. So, I I think there's a cyclical pattern that the Earth naturally goes through as far as, uh, you know, general climate as a whole, as far as, you know, getting hotter and colder. Uh, But at the same time, I, I do not believe that, developments in technology the amount of emissions that humans produce don't affect the climate in some way i don't believe it i I, i'm positive for me personally again my opinion that we we negatively affect the climate yeah as humans i got you I, I, i don't and if someone wants to disagree with me, I respect their opinion, and I'm not going to get heated about it with anybody. No reason to. No reason to. Because I also believe that the world will—I think Earth will probably self-correct eventually at some point. I'm not talking like you know what's what's that doomsday movie, Day After Tomorrow, or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking like that. Like if it gets to the point where human life is becoming difficult. People will change, but right now there's no incentive for people to change. Yeah,
2: but it's coming.
3: It's coming. I think it is coming. That's true. And whether that is purely driven by human causes, I don't. I don't think that it necessarily is.
2: Purely is a strong word. Purely
3: is a strong word, but I think it's a factor.
2: And and to, to the thing about it is is that, that science. Science is, is a way that we have learned to observe the world and become accurate with our observations. It's it's not something that uh, necessarily opposes religion like a lot of people think so. And all of the science points towards it being a huge factor in, in the whole scheme of things. Like, yeah, it's not the only factor in the contribution to to. Global warming or climate change is there, but it's but it's one of the bigger facts. Is there
3: a religious uh argument against climate change that I'm not aware of?
2: <clears throat> no, but there. I they're, don't think so.
3: Not. Well, not. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that
0: somebody has one. Well, yeah, I think
2: there's a common a common thing with with religion. Some people think that you know, like God's not gonna allow that to happen.
0: Yeah,
3: that's but, true.
2: But but i mean like what is uh, what is happening is is god in in my opinion it's, i know but like
3: <laughs> what about the power of free will baby yeah i, I mean, mean
0: technically speaking if they want to go down that road though uh, uh christians nowadays believe that the earth flooded at one time the whole earth we know what i believe the world's flat no, I'm just I'm just <laughs> yeah. playing. But you know
2: what Dude, I'm saying? Like hey, one of my there's cl- some flat earthers out there, man. One of
3: my closest friends is a flat earther.
2: Dude, there's no way he's a legitimate flat
3: earther. You legitimate? know what I'm talking about? Who? I'll tell you after the, yeah, podcast. Tell us later. Don't <laughs> me the podcast.
2: Don't be name dropping. Yeah. I, drop I'm roasting flat earthers right now. <laughs> yeah. You're a flat earther, you're an idiot. <laughs> He's a good
3: guy. He's a smart guy. Uh, but he, he believes in
2: him. <laughs> don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, I don't
3: I don't know about that one, but he's yeah. still my hobby. Okay. Anyways, yeah.
0: Um
3: what was I about to say?
0: I can't I was gonna say something, I forgot.
3: <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Gary no, I pulled out the it, flat early. Gary man. ruined my train of thought. All right. I, I was about to take it I'm gonna keep this extremely brief because we could go on a weird tangent here and I don't wanna do that to y'all but because I could get real weird on this one. But <laughs> you, you, you mentioned a second oh, ago that Christians that modern Christians, some of whom still believe and if you do, that's cool. I'm not I'm not judging, but still believe that the earth was completely flooded at one point in time in history. I personally don't believe that. And I don't think the evidence shows that that ever happened uh, there's a lot of christians who take you know the creation of the creation story that we're told in the bible of, of seven days being the literal interpretation of seven like weekdays my opinion on that is take this i'm just picking brain you know a little bit why does it matter if it truly happened in seven
1: days or if the earth truly flooded or if you know
3: there was actually two of each kind of animal on ark any example you want to pull right any of it as far as detail oriented examples from old testament why does any of that matter if those details are accurate because it's not the details that matter it's what those stories. Theme. It's what those stories are teaching us is what's important. So why do the details matter, anyway? Not gonna get weird, hung up on that. But that's, yeah, just, I that's just a you, viewpoint I've always had. If you look at, if you look at Islam, uh, obviously Judaism because it's the same Old Testament book, basically. Uh, Hinduism. You look. You look back at other religions, other cultures. There's a lot of similarities in creation myths or legends yeah. you know
2: islam they recognize a lot of the the christian prophets and they recognize jesus as one of yeah. the, those prophets
3: i don't believe that that's related back to a common to a common uh you know his, historical event but i think it's related back to that's a way that someone years ago understood you know understood a, a Life. Life, yeah. <laughs> and it is spread. And I don't know, the stories are the same. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh,
0: to add to your point a little bit, I think people get too caught up in the um, specific details of different denominations of religion, being if they're a Christian. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, they say, well, this detail differs from our detail that we believe uh, in a small amount, so therefore... We don't. It's like we can't play on the same team, yeah. but we can play on the same team because if you go through, like we'll just use Christianity for example. If you go through most of the big denominations. It's like a very similar ethical code that everyone's trying to live by. Yeah. Like I'll use an Orthodox Jew and a modern day Christian per se. And you know their beliefs are very similar. You know, there's some differences, obviously, but they're very similar. There's a there's a moral structure to it that yeah. that they believe. So I think it's lame how people, you know, turn others away or say, um, not necessarily. I guess turn them away would be a bad analogy, but yeah, and, like they don't they don't even want to talk to them or interact with them because they're well.
2: They get a picture. They get a picture of these these radical ideas like propaganda is a real thing i mean if you have a place that wants to keep people believing a certain thing keeping them you know boxed within a certain paradigm if you will and there are other paradigms out there they're gonna you know show the most radical of those other beliefs and that's all you see that's all you consume with the media that you see and so you believe that you know jews and islam and buddhism are all these radical things when in in reality, most people are just kind of kind of like you over there. You know what I mean? It's just like they've been told different stories than you trying trying to kind of lead to the yeah. same to the same.
0: Uh, yeah, it's like there's outliers. Thing. There's outliers in everything. Definitely, you definitely. It's mean? so like you have the radical Islam terrorists that just want to blow stuff up. Like I would say, I uh, I might be completely wrong, but ninety five percent of people that believe in Islam. I'd go ninety nine percent of people that believe in Islam would not blow something up.
3: Does that make sense? I would say ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Yeah, I would say that. Now, (laughs) I don't want to. You know, and like I'm not, I'm not saying religion is so touchy. Dang, (laughs) it is a touchy thing.
2: But that's why. Hey, we're just having a a casual conversation. I guess what
0: I'm trying to say is I'm not condoning Islamic terrorists, and I'm not saying we should be friends with terrorists. Obviously. I'm against terrorism of any kind, but I'm saying a normal human that practices Islam isn't going to blow something up. That's all I'm saying.
2: So you were we're talking about denominations. So there's two things. Zach, you said one thing and will you said one thing. I'm going to address what you said, Will. Okay, go on. So let me hear you were talking about denominations and you hear about denominations within the Christian church. Um, and it's like there's there's scales to denominations. It's like yeah, there are denominations to the Christian church, but what are you going to call what are you going to call like Christianity when it's it's put up against these other religions? Cuz I mean, it's it's within this compass, it's encompassed within religions. And it's like uh it's just another denomination on a bigger scale if you want to look at it like that. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Let me, I, yeah, I'm just trying to be the devil's advocate here.
3: Yeah, let me bounce this idea off you of here too. <sighs> so uh, denominations within, well, all right. What did you grow up, with? Uh, Baptist. How about you, Gary? Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. I grew up Church of Christ, right?
2: Okay, I I had a weird upbringing actually, because because p- part of my family, my my parents were divorced. I had two wonderful yeah. step parents as well. Uh, I was brought up one side, Church of Christ, with my nana, my mom, and Russell, uh, and then I was brought up Southern Baptist, which are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> one's like well, rock and roll music in the church, and then the other one's like no music.
3: Uh, most most of my buddies growing up were Baptists, right? And I cannot tell you how many times I heard, man, y'all's church is weird. Like, okay, you, yeah. don't, you don't dance, which I wasn't ever really down with that, but. Yeah, well, I'm not down with dancing either. Like. No, like I'm down. I'm down with dancing. I'm oh, not you're down, down with dancing. You taught, you taught me how to
2: dance, Will. You're down with dancing. I'm not down I meant with the dancing, no dancing in church, thing. bro.
3: I didn't mean dancing in general. But they, you know, dancing in general is bad. Like, not, oh, I'm I thought not you. Meant, about I thought you a, meant like. No, oh, I'm not talking about in a church. Segment. Okay, we'll pause for a second.
0: I thought you meant you got the band rocking in church and you get up out of the pew and start dancing. That's no, what I'm saying.
3: No instruments. I'm not saying.
0: <laughs> I'm not talking about. Like footloose dancing,
3: yeah. I'm talking about.
0: So your church
2: believed that that like just dancing out in public was bad.
3: That is, uh, again, I cannot speak for the the populace because I'm not an expert. But in general, most uh, traditional, I'm saying traditional, I'm putting a heavy T on traditional, traditional, <laughs> uh, church uh, traditional Church of Christ. Older guys and gals I don't like it. They you don't know? get foot loose. They don't get foot loose, bro. Okay, <laughs> but you know, I would bring Drew Payne or you know Coulter Hall. It's one of my buddies from you know school with me to church on Sunday. They're like, man, this is weird. I don't like this. What? I mean, why do y'all believe that? And uh, my my issue with denominations and. I grew up Church of Christ, but I do not identify with any de- denomination at all at, at this point in my life, uh, because I just think it creates tension and division amongst your peers as Christians, you know, amongst so, the believers, man. Yeah,
0: and it's I like don't, everybody believes. Uh, I don't, yeah,
3: I, I get what you're saying. I don't like that. I don't like that uh, that separation and division that I feel like it creates. I feel like it drives a, a like a, a wedge between. Between the community. I don't dig that.
0: And Gary said this before. He's like, we're all on the same team. Like, if you believe in God and I believe in God, it's like. Who cares if you play music and I don't? It's like, like we're we're on the same team. Like, we should should try and. Get along more, and that's where that's where so I'm So You got to have team chemistry, baby.
2: It's like you're, and it's just another facet of of difference that you look at. You can either look at it and choose to create division, or you can look at it and be like, "This is this is what makes us one. The differences are what make us like connect." And uh, so it's like you say, <clears throat> you say your church plays music, my church doesn't. It doesn't matter. We worship the same God. So I'm saying, also, it's like. My skin is not the same color as yours, and you live, you know, X amount of miles, X amount of thousands of miles across the sea from me, but we still worship the same God. Yeah. I Whether take, you want to realize it or not, or call take, it the same thing. Take
3: it a step further than that. You know, you're talking about being on the same team. Why? I mean, if you wanna, if you want to zoom out all the way on Google Earth, right, we're just a bunch of ants all working just to stay alive. We're all on the same team. So what's the point in arguing over religious differences? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a difference in ideas that creates, I mean, how many wars have been fought over religion? Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, it's, it's crazy. They
2: They had a whole, more people die over religion than just about anything in the world. And
3: what's the point? It's an idea. If you are a, law-abiding and if let's just use this as an example you know let's say one of our friends that we love walked in here right now is like man i converted to hinduism or islam or judaism or whatever we're gonna stop being their friend no 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 because that doesn't make them who they are as a person you know there's good people when I I guess what I'm getting at is there's good people everywhere in the world who are extremely fundamentally different than what we are as as far as our backgrounds right yeah but uh people who people who uh look at those differences as a problem or something that it's, makes them angry they're looking for something they're lo- they're trying to find a problem where there's not one
2: think of culture as a force it's something that that is enforced on on everything everywhere and it's it, it comes about in different ways expresses itself in different ways when you have distance in between uh, uh, one culture and another culture and it's like instead of looking at that out in, in fear of whether, whether it makes you feel insecure, whether, it's, <clears throat> whether it has people that are trying to invade you or whatever, look at it with, with love, basically. It's like, <clears throat> excuse me, don't find a reason to, to see it any different from yourself, but appreciate its differences, its inherent differences, because it's obvious. Like, yeah, if you grow up in a different part of the world, I mean the the odds of you being told the same exact stories and having the same exact experiences are just astronomically uh, not likely. Yeah. It's like you you're, you're going to have different experiences so appreciate that. Uh look at it with love as opposed to to fearing it and and just reacting to it in a negative way. It's not not the way that you're going to find happiness and and just connect with others.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying too man because people and I guess what Gary was saying ties into this too. It's like people, a lot of people don't have the same opinion as you that you just stated because they haven't thought about it critically. They haven't ever thought about it before. You know what I mean? They haven't ever thought of what we just talked about because they're like stuck in their ways. They believe this, 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 and this, and that's the way it is. You can't ever change my mind. You can't ever make me have a differing opinion. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like you have to be able to... Think critically about things and take, uh, take criticism. Sometimes, well, not even criticism, but just like a
3: a different opinion. I don't know. I'm with you. I told us. I told. I told myself that I wasn't gonna, you know, invoke a big tangent there, but I sure no, did. No, dude, I don't care. <laughs> it, speaking of that,
0: I want to get on something.
3: I saw. Hey, it speaking kind- of that i got to take a leak. Oh, i got to take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we
0: Okay,
2: we'll... We'll, we'll just keep gonna, it rolling. Yeah. do we'll, we'll, we're just going to keep rolling. We'll entertain the audience. I'll,
0: uh... I'll, uh... What was I going to say? Um... Oh, yeah, I was going to... When he gets back in here, I'll talk about it. It was this... I heard it on the Tiny Meat Gang podcast that I was talking about. hmm And, uh... It was about, um... People... Like, not necessarily making fun of you but like joking about you or joking with you or not, not joking with you, but making jokes about something that they think is corny or they think is lame or funny. I don't, it'll, it'll make more sense when I talk about it. But. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, anyways, mayhan has been pretty good so far. <clears throat> um,
0: Dude. Yeah, we're rolling, man.
2: Yes. Yeah, uh, we haven't hardly to
0: talk about anything on my list. Hmm. Yeah, I know. We still got to get into all that. <laughs> we always but... get off on tangents. We, we, that's we, we've we been
2: getting off on like spirituality and religion here lately with just about everybody.
0: Dude, that's the thing. This is casual conversation, baby. It's something that's we important go, to people. It's important. We want to talk about things that are important to our guests yeah. or things that they want to talk about. So if we get going on a tangent, it's not that we sat, we didn't sit down before this and say, okay, Mahan, let's have a big, long deep conversation about spirituality and religion it just happens like we're just flowing with the wind you know what i mean yeah we're just rolling yeah we're like a log rolling down a hill
2: and we're back <laughs> a few pounds lighter <laughs> we just keep rolling down the hill baby am i the
0: first guess who's got up to, to take a leak no i don't think so
2: i think i think somebody else has yeah
0: yeah i think we paused it though
2: no, but you're you're not you're also not the first guest. It seems like the past three or four guests uh, we've all gotten off on like religious and spiritual tangents,
3: which is cool. The because, religious like, the religious thing is touchy, and it like you're gonna make someone mad when you talk about religion. No doubt, even when you're trying to be like tiptoe around it. And not yeah, like I mad.
0: feel like that conversation we just had was it, we weren't tiptoeing around anything, but we were very um.
2: We were sensitive we to were other sensitive people's emotions and, and concise
0: about what we were saying, but somebody was still it mad. At we, weren't, we weren't just pooping on somebody's beliefs, yeah. You know, well, yeah, we're, we're you dumping on
3: it, but can't you can't poop on beliefs. But man. to
2: to have a belief is to not believe other things, and so you're not going to align with everybody. I
3: could talk for literally three days about the religious stuff, and it would just get <laughs> <laughs> it would just get deeper and deeper down yeah, a, a rabbit yeah.
2: hole. The last thing I want to say about it. The reason I believe that, that it's an important thing for our guests and people that we have on is there is whether you are an atheist or, very, or a very spiritual person, the human experience embodies a spiritual potential. You can potentiate spirituality within yourself and have experiences that <laughs> you just you can't describe. You know, it's just yeah. it's a God feeling is something I kind of like to call it. Yeah. Well I
3: mean, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Anyway.
2: But but anyways, anyways, something that, that we can kinda get off get off <laughs> on now is uh you're you're uh work you say you're working you worked for Sherman Williams, who are you working for now?
3: Spectrum paint.
2: Spectrum paint. Yeah. So that's your job right now. That's my job. And there's this thing, there's this concept, this three uh, three layer concept I like to kinda ask people. So that's your job right now, but what are some of your career goals? And and so it's like kind of a two part question. What are some of your career goals and what is the legacy that, that Zach Mahan is looking to leave behind when it's all said and done? Man
3: <clears throat> That's 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 some deep stuff for sure there. So career goals. Uh when I go into something um like that that I've you know Spectrum Paint pays my bills. They're a great company to work for. It's much smaller company than Sherwin-Williams was. Like uh I don't I couldn't tell you how many bosses I had at Sherwin-Williams. I don't know the answer to that. It was a lot. Uh I got I've got uh two in in the owner of the company and I've met all of them at Spectrum Paint. And uh which I like grew up in a small business, you know. So that's that's awesome. As far as but cut to the chase, career goals, the position I'm in now as a sales, as as an uh, account manager, the way our bonus system is set up, I can make as literally as much money as as, as I can sell. So, it, I mean, my, my earning potential is in my hands, in my own hands. The step up from there would be a like a regional sales manager and then an area sales manager and then like a VP of sales. And yeah. that's like the three logical steps for me. Um, one of the things I love about my job now that I did not love about my job at Sherwin is I don't have any subordinates now. And uh, I don't like, I feel like I'm good at it. Um, from an objective standpoint as far as managing people um i'm sure there's people who have managed that would disagree with that but (laughs) yeah there always will be (laughs) yeah there always will be uh but i didn't like it particularly uh at that level at least uh i think it because when you're managing people like on a store level you're managing a lot of kids i say kids but you know, people who have not... Kids that don't have work Young ethics, adults. High turnover. Young, young adults who are not wired in the same way as what, you know, people like we are, you know. Don't, that have, they don't have,
2: have the same <laughs> hard-working values that were instilled yeah, in you as a
3: kid. Yeah. yeah. They, don't have, got Definitely the, they, encountered they don't have the experience, baby. I've- but I think moving up for me at this point, if I was to move up to like... A regional sales manager. So th- then you're you're managing a team of, of uh, account managers, and you're at that level at that point where you're not hiring, you're not hiring dumbasses at that point. Yeah, you know, it's a good feeling. So yeah, that would be a good. feeling. I think I would enjoy that more. I don't know because I've never done it, uh, but it's something I want to try because I'm always hungry. I'm always looking to move up. I'm never. I don't want ever. I, I think a sense, A feeling of contentment in life is invaluable. I think a feeling of contentment in the workplace is a knife in the heart. i think once you feel content in your workplace with where you're at and you don't want to continue to grow and you stagnate, I just think it's poison. so I always want to continue to grow and strive for something else um and that's just my that's just how the way I feel about that uh but uh I don't know um. I love relationship building. That's what I'm. That's what I enjoy doing. Uh, as far as selling paint, nobody likes to sell paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes to sell anything. I, you show me a salesman who says I love to sell this. You're lying. <laughs> no one loves it. You like building relationships, and I understand that. That's what I enjoy about it, and I do love that aspect of it. Uh, so.
2: That's something that honestly, just you hearing you say that, I've never really thought about that. I've I've had a sales job before. Vacation tour and travel, telemarketing. You, you didn't like selling, selling that stuff. <laughs> selling vacations over the phone. Very, very unsatisfying uh work. Be, because you never get to build that relationship past <laughs> yes, that phone call. Yes. And so I was so against the sales industry. I'm like sales is just stupid. Sales is so stupid. And with you saying that, I I get why some people go into sales and they are satisfied because not all sales jobs are, are over the phone with people hanging up on you all the time. Some are, you get repeat customers where you're seeing them, you're selling them a lot. You're building relationships that are literally like... Some of the columns that help support some of the beams that help support the company that you're yeah. running
3: if without the relationship building aspect of it, I wouldn't do it
2: yeah that's that's really cool that that kind of opened my my eyes to to sales
3: yeah, you don't really
0: think about it uh about building relationships and sales, but you think about i don't know like an insurance agency like you're you're gonna hopefully those people are gonna be with you for years and years and years you know you're gonna talk to them if they got a problem you're gonna you know try and get back with them and whatnot. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I never thought about the relationship-building aspect of sales before, but that's pretty cool, though, for sure. Yeah. yeah,
2: so that's that's your career, though. That's kind of some of the career goals. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? When people when people look at you, when your wife looks at you, when, you're, when your family, when your kids, when your friends look at you, when you're on your deathbed, what are some of the things that you are going to have to say, you know, I did this?
3: It's heavy, man.
2: That is heavy. This is a heavy. This is a heavy casual conversation. Yeah. it's
3: heavy, but it's casual. It's heavy. It's <laughs> casual and it's heavy. <laughs> it's a heavy casual. Like- uh, man, I don't want to sacrifice the things that I'm passionate about. Uh, there's things that I that I do that are hobbies now that I hope can grow into something else. Um, m- my dad was you know he he's a small business owner growing up and I, I can't shake like that drive to to break off and do my own thing and uh well, my boss doesn't hear me say that <laughs> i think he'd understand but you know what i mean like when when you grow up around that for me like you couldn't i would rather take i would rather take a beating than start a construction company cuz that's what i watched my dad do his whole you know, my whole life growing up. And it's hard and I wouldn't ever want to do a construction company, you know. But uh the the the, the big picture of, you know, being self sufficient, uh running your own business, creating something, I cannot shake like that gut pull in that direction. Um I don't know. There there's a lot of things I'm passionate about that I, I think I could blossom into something. Uh, you know, profitable and enjoyable at the same time. Um, I don't know what that is yet, <laughs> and uh I don't know. I may not ever get there with it, but I won't ever give those things up as as uh, something that I enjoy, though, for sure. So, I guess to get back to your question, uh, it's won- an easy one to avoid. Yeah, it, I'm trying <laughs> to avoid it for sure. Uh, to get back to your question, though, man, um, you know, being newly married, I want to uh, I want to be remembered as a good husband. Um, I want to be remembered as a good father one day. You know, I definitely want kids at some point, not for a long time. But I want to enjoy being married for a couple of years before I have kids. But that's something that, you know, again, I feel like that primal pull towards. You know, Drew Payne's got the cute little kid. I want that one day. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I want to be remembered as someone who is a good steward of nature. That's important to me. I think that's a legacy that um, men in my family have kind of passed down. It was important to my grandpa. It's important to my dad. It's important to me. Uh, So that's important to me. And, uh, I want to be remembered as someone who has created things that make other people happy too. Uh, whether that be writing or, uh, you know, I'm tying, I'm tying Drew Payne's son, a box full of flies right now for Drew to give to him when he gets old enough to start fishing. This. Something like that, creating something that will bring someone joy down the road. I, I, I want to do that, you know. Um, and I want to be remembered as a good friend, you know. Uh, there's lots of a friendship is like any relationship. If you don't put in effort to it, it, it will not it it dies. It's like it's like uh, growing a garden, you know. If you don't water that garden, your tomatoes are going to die. If you don't call your buddy every once in a while, that friendship just it doesn't grow on its own. So I want to be remembered as a good friend, a good husband, a good father one day, and I want to be remembered as uh, someone who created things that brought joy to others.
2: Those are some great goals, man. Those are some <laughs> Dude, great those goals. Those are really good.
3: It's deep. It's deep. It's heavy, man.
2: That's, that's awesome. Well, you talk about uh, writing. They you say you want to maybe create something someday. And before you go into that, because I definitely want you to go into your writing and, and why you enjoy that, what got you into that. But uh, you don't have to play music or draw beautiful art or or, or write novels to create things and and share them with people like you were just saying you're tying a box of flies for drew's kid when he gets old enough to fish like man you can create things that that make people happy that make yourself happy which making people happy is one of the things that's gonna make you happy yeah uh but create look look for opportunities to create good in this world yeah that's, that's important. So go into that. Talk, talk a little bit about that. That's interesting. Before, we were kind of shooting the bull to death before, before we started the podcast, and you said that you, you eventually want to write a novel. That's really interesting.
3: Yeah. Um, it's something that I've had in my head for probably a year now. Um, just not the story itself, but just the desire to, to do it. And my uh, mom is English teacher. Uh, I've always been an avid reader Uh, you know as much as I like like being outside and hunting and fishing and doing stuff like that and grilling I also I mean you know I like to play Magic the Gathering and watch Lord of the Rings and just nerd out too yeah bro
0: MTG so, I, we'll talk about that later I was gonna <laughs> I, I remember what I was gonna say yeah okay we'll talk about that later
3: but you know and uh i don't know man i've always wanted to write a fantasy novel just cuz that's what i like to read and i think i could do it and it's a challenge and it's a big daunting task that uh you know i'm i'm not even i haven't even scratched the surface of the journey of it, that it it takes to do that uh but it's something that i that i've started and i want to do i've got two projects going right now One's kind of a dumpster fire. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. Does uh, happen? Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably fifty pages in on that, and I just tried to just just wing it. And uh, there's like in the writing, which I'm not part of, but in the writing community, they, they talk about uh, plotters and pantsers. Like, Stephen King is a pantser. He doesn't, play, he doesn't write an outline. He just sits down and uh, lets the pen talk, you know. He's just winging it. And then uh, a plotter, they know it's going to happen. It's like they're the architect of the story, you know. They know where they're know where they going to put that light switch in that room in Chapter 5. So I tried to go in as a pantser, and I'm still trying to figure out, like, what I am as far as that goes. I don't know the answer to it. Uh, so I've got a project right now that I'm pantsing on, and it's a dumpster fire. And I've got another project that I'm, you know, a couple weeks into the outline phase of, and uh, trying to build a more structured plan of attack with it. So I'm so young into that that I can't even speak intelligently about it, honestly. Uh, but it's just uh, it's something that I want to do. I'm passionate about. I mean, when I read I read uh <laughs> I read The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy on an iPhone four between classes my sophomore year of college. That's a lot of reading on a little ass iPhone four. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's,
0: that's dedication, son.
3: My eye my eyesight is much worse after that, but <laughs> reading that like for the first time, reading reading Tolkien for the first time and I've always been a fan of the movies, but reading that, reading Harry Potter for the first time, reading, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but those guys created something special that, uh, you know, they're remembered by and that's not what it's about. Like if I write a novel and me and my mom and only two people that ever read it, then that's cool. I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me if that's if that's the way it turns out. But I don't know. I just feel I feel the uh the drive to to make something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean
2: I, dude. I am not
3: a writer. Um I'm a bad writer. Like my my <laughs> my <laughs> I could write some decent content, but i can't i can't spell anything my spelling is rough my grammar's rough run on <laughs> sentences everywhere uh but that's what i
0: think that's the that's the cool thing about books though it's yeah. like i never pay attention to the grammar i'm just want to know what happens in the i'm looking for the details that's what they make
3: editors for somebody else yeah, i'll pay that's somebody true. the best with that yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, see that
2: what I was getting at is I'm not really a writer like I pay, I pay more of my creative energy to music and photography and cinematics things
3: like that. But you write music.
2: I yes I do write music. But what I was going to say is as i I'm, I'm actually gifted with writing i like i'm very grammatical very good at spelling me i was in the county spelling bee <laughs> like three years in a yeah, row he's gassing
0: himself up right
2: you know, now I'm, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not gassing myself not gassing myself you're gassing yourself dude, you're definitely but, gassing dude one day i will write maybe not a novel i'm not as into fantasy like i kind of want to write maybe like a like just a biography of my life or yeah. something autobiography uh, but you were talking about if you and your mom were the only ones to read it. Man, if my kid is the only one that reads it, I'm like, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And if somebody, you know, if it just so happens to get out to a few of my friends or, you know, people around my community, that's that's cool to me. It's like I, I had people that actually read this book. And so, like, it's not necessarily how many people see it. It's the, it's the people that do see it and, and how it affects them.
3: The way I see it is my kind of my viewpoint on that is like um you know writing is on that scale is is challenging, and uh you're probably not gonna make any money at it. The odds of you making money writing a book are are pretty low, and uh if you're not writing for yourself like something that you if you're not writing because you want to write that story then uh you shouldn't be writing it, you know? Yeah. Because you're not going to make any money at it. All I'd say that you're not.
2: Well, the immense amount of effort that goes into yeah. writing a book. So
3: man. you better write that story because you, cause you feel the urge to put that story on a piece of paper.
2: Seriously, though.
3: Whatever the story is. Whether it's like, it's that's
2: something you don't want to just put out that you just like halfway did, too. It's like when you're putting, putting something out like that, I mean, dude, it takes me... Contemplation work to put it like a video on, on Instagram, me playing the guitar. I couldn't imagine putting a book out. Yeah, that blows my mind.
3: I can't either. I'm, I'm no telling how far away I am from that. So, yeah, yeah. Has it, your
2: mom ever done anything like that? Uh, nope, I don't has, think she has so. Man, any interest in writing a book or anything?
3: I don't know, man. I would read her book. She I would wrote read a book. her book too, dude. I would totally read I that. think it'd be a dope book if she ever wrote one.
0: <laughs> man, if you write a book, I'll read it for sure. Yeah. You that's, say that. You might get, dude, I would. I'm you serious. might get through
3: the first chapters. What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> you may not make it through the first chapter, bro. No, dude, that's no, something man.
2: I've adopted over the past two years, man. I read a lot of books.
3: It's like uh like uh I think Tyrion Lannister said, Game of Thrones, man. The books are like a whetstone to the mind. You gotta sharpen that whetstone you got to sharpen that brain within books. Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's true. I like that. Dude, I watched a video today, and it was like, uh, I was kind of talking about it earlier, but
0: he he was not really a, he's an entrepreneur, he's not really an inspirational speaker, but he reads a lot of books, and this guy was asking him how he could read more books, and he, he timed him on how long it took him to read a page. It took him, I don't know how long, we'll say two minutes. And he was like, okay, well, at that time, he he asked him how many books he read a year and he said he for pleasure he reads like one one book a year so he's like well you're 35 so if you live 55 more years or 50 more years then at this rate you'll only read 50 books the rest of your entire life and he had like a shelf of books he's like you'll read one shelf of those but he's like if you at your speed if you read 30 minutes a day every day then you'll read 1000 books and like think of how much more knowledge not even necessarily knowledge but just Experience and 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 like a story that you would gain from it, everything that you've learned. It's
3: it, the, it's therapeutic too. Yeah, I believe I, I it's something that I try to incorporate into my daily routine. So like an hour before I go to bed, which I don't always do a good job of it, but I make it my goal. You know, 9 o'clock. I want to put that phone aside and uh and read for thirty minutes to an hour before I go to bed. Because it, uh, I mean, you almost sound like escapist if you, if you say it's because it takes you away from your, your day to day grind reality, you know? Uh, but there's something about it that you get your head into a, uh, to a different place. It's, I don't know, man. I think it helps you sleep. I think it's good for you. I think yeah. it's good for the yeah. noggin.
0: And like you were saying earlier. You want to do something that we were asking you what you wanted to leave behind, and like I think everybody wants to leave behind a good example for somebody else. So like what you were saying, you wanted to be a good father, you wanted to be a good husband, you wanted to be a good friend. Like those are all those are things, but they're all examples that you're leaving behind. So somebody sees it and they could emulate you. So like you know your grandkids one day they're like, yeah, my grandpa loved books and he taught me. He's read thousands and thousands of books and what he learned, he taught me, you know, it's like, you never, you might've never learned that if you didn't, didn't experience it in, in a book. So I think that's cool. It's like, you can leave behind a good
3: example just by. It's something, uh, that, that I've noticed, like, if you would have asked me that question five years ago, my answer would have been way different. So never know what your answer is going to be in five years. But uh, you have gotta keep working towards that that goal, you know.
2: Five years elicits a lot of change, whether you want it to or not. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and I think books are cool because it's like I enjoy watching videos about somebody teaching me something, or me learning something, or just you know watching something I think is enjoyable, like a you know a fan uh, animated, well not necessarily animated, but like a fiction show, fantasy show, and but um you can you can read it read it a lot faster than you can watch it, to me. Not, not necessarily, I take that, take that with a grain of salt, but, like, if I watch um, a 15-minute video about just uh, scratching the surface on something, you know, I could read a 150-page book about it. You know, it wouldn't take me very long, in less than a week. So I just think it, it gives you a different dynamic when you're reading it as to watching it, if that makes sense. That's basically what I was trying to get at
2: yeah for sure for sure and you you talked about um like kind of an escape that you get when you do something like that we've talked about this on the podcast before that's like a that's like a flow state that you get into and are you familiar with the term flow state yeah (laughs) it's like kind of it's getting into something being good enough at it and then raising the the complexity of what you're doing so say you know you get good at the skill of reading because not everybody is, is fluent in their reading. But you get good at that skill of reading and you're able to take in this information, which is just a, basically just a beam of somebody else's thoughts that you're, you're able to kind of look at on a page and interpret in your own way. Uh, so reading, reading is a powerful thing, but find things that, that you can get into flow states with. And this is kind of where I'm going to segue Uh, One of the things that I like to escape with and that you talked about, you know, being a steward of the land and I love getting out outside in in nature. And that that's one of my uh, escapes or or one of my flow states that I find myself in Uh, (laughs) that that I I think most most people don't have. um, I mean, I think they have an appreciation for nature, but I don't think they have uh, the level they don't I don't see them getting lost in just just the awe of of nature like i find myself sometimes yeah. and so something that i have talked with you about is is you really like fly fishing and drew Payne has recommended to me that i get into fly fishing it's very um i think present a very present uh activity
3: i think that both of you guys would would enjoy fly fishing uh Gary, I think you would really enjoy fly fishing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It is, it's something that I wish I had a lot more time to do. It's something that I wish I knew more about. It's something that I wish I was better at. Uh, But it's like, it's like, uh, there's a whole lot of uh, cultural stuff that goes along with, with fly fishing that, I don't I can't decide if I if I like or not like, you know, you go out and you see this old guy who's been fishing a hundred years and he's fishing a three you know, a little skinny three weight rod and he's only throwing dry flies. And if you go out there running the nymph rig with a with a strike indicator, that's the fancy word for a bobber. And if there's any fly fishermen listening to this, when I say bobber, they just went, oh, you know, because you don't call it a bobber with your fly fishing. A strike
2: it, indicator. It's bullshit. It's a strike
3: indicator. It's bullshit. Zachary. It's, it's, a, bobber. <laughs> it's a bobber. It's a freaking bobber. It's a bobber. But you know what? You can go out there and put a nymph rig under a strike in, indicator, and you'll catch fish when old boy with the dry fly is not catching fish. So there's, there's so many different aspects to it, and uh, there's so much uh, Weird cultural things that I don't even want to. We don't have time to get into on it, but it's it's a great sport because when you're out there, when you're out there in the morning, and uh, Drew Drew Payne love fishing with him when we have the opportunity to go out on the river in the morning and strap our waders on and just get out there. And chill and fish together and be together and spend time together a lot of times you know we're not even talking to each other on the water. we're just out there fishing together and uh it's just it's just a bond that you that you have with other guys out there doing it and girls whoever whoever's into it but uh I don't know man it's beautiful there's something beautiful about it. it's hard to explain but uh it's just it's special. Yeah. It's hard too. It's a challenge. So it uh it makes you work for it. It makes it which makes it more rewarding when you hook up.
0: Yeah. No doubt. That's, I get what you're saying. The unwritten rules, man. There's, like a
3: the un- <laughs> there's a lot the of cultural, them. There's a lot of fly fishing.
0: The fly sure. fishing culture.
2: See, that's that's one thing I that's one thing I have, uh that I, I've always fished. I like fishing. That's one thing that has deterred me. I wouldn't even say deterred because I still like to fish. But it's just like the the strictness that, that some some fishermen kinda go out with. Man, I'm just trying to go out and, and toss the line.
3: I have a problem with that strictness, man. I don't like it. I, I think do too. it uh I think it takes away from the enjoyment for people who are not uh already very active in the sport. So I think that crap needs to go away. Personally, I don't like the strictness. I don't like the uh the unsaid rules that go along with it and you know if you do this someone's gonna look down your nose that that happens especially in five fly, fly fishing more than it does
1: I, I mean, a lot sure of nuances in yeah, fly fishing huh there's
3: a lot to it that it just doesn't matter and people want to make it matter because that's the way they've always done it and i don't like that
2: yeah i could this is with anybody man and uh Joe Rogan talks about this a lot on on his podcast. I'm a big listener, but uh, people people get in groups, and and it may start out while they got in a group because they really believe in the idea, but in the end, it becomes more about protecting their idea in the group that they're involved with, whether it be fly fishing, veganism, factory farmers, yeah. you know, just any any. Uh, any cause that you can think of, there's a group that has has, has picked a side and has been part of that group for so long that they have lost sight of their side and they're just protecting their group.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I that's like just the, part of it, man. It creates a barrier to entry that I don't like, you know, at least... As, as far as the fly fishing stuff goes yeah
2: it, it closes yourself off it's like are you okay you enjoy fly fishing uh, do you just want to enjoy fly fishing by yourself the rest of your life by intimidating others and they don't even want to fish with you or would you you know be more apo- or more open to you know taking somebody in and maybe showing them a few things and maybe if they don't do it the right way or <sighs> the way that you think is the right way it's like yeah but they're still fly yeah. fishing they're still carrying on something that you love and that you can share with us. And I will
3: say as as a whole, the fly fishing community is very welcoming and warm and not at all um intimidating. Uh not in any way, shape, or form. But there are there are, you know, the few that mess it up for the many on it for sure. That make it bad like, Apple Man spoils yeah, a bunch for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah. Just like anything though. If once the beginner comes in. Maybe he is using a strike indicator. But once he gains some skill, gains some knowledge, maybe he won't use it anymore. You know what I mean? You got to give him a chance.
3: Maybe he still will because you catch a lot of fish. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: You're catching fish is fun. Maybe he's trying to feed the tribe, baby. He's got to catch the fish and bring home some food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
3: see, that's another thing with fly fishing, man. It's looked down upon. If you got a fly rod in your hand, you're not keeping them fish. It's just like an unsaid rule. For real? Like you you don't take them? Not many do, man. Some do. Hmm. I I like trout. I like eating trout, man. I don't have a problem with taking your daily limit, but there's like this un-unsaid thing that you know. Look at Billy Bob over here on the shore with his bucket of worms and a spinning rod. Who's kept a dozen fish today? Well, has he kept his legal amount? Yeah. What's the What's the problem? You know you out here fly fishing, you don't want to be associated with Billy Bob over there with the spinning rod, So you don't keep the fish like he does. You let him go. But if you look at the death rate for released fish, catch and release fish for trout, because they have a like a mucus on the outside of the body. That's probably not the right word for it. Slimy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, you look at the death rate on them and... Depending on who you ask, I mean, I've heard anywhere from a third to fifty percent, where you put them back in the water and they're fine and they swim off. Well, your your hand has touched that fish, and if you've brought them up out of the water, that affects their, it affects their, you know, their their equilibrium. I don't know what it affects, but when you put that fish back in the water, you got about a. About a thirty to fifty percent chance that you killed it anyway. Why yeah. not keep a few and eat them? You know, yeah, <laughs> that's the way I look at it.
2: Harvest nature's yeah. uh, surplus. Of- a harvester. And if, uh, baby. And if you're gonna get a into fly
3: fishing and you're gonna leave harvester. those, if you're gonna release those fish and not keep them, when you pull them things out of the water to take a picture with it, you're killing that fish. You got to keep it in the water, keep it wet, and let it go. It's important. It kills fish if you don't. So. If you're gonna take it out and take a picture with it, take it home and put it in the frying pan, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man, uh, you also went over to to Europe. We still haven't talked yeah. about that at all you wanna you wanna kind of dive into that a
3: little bit, yeah, man we'll uh so got married on Saturday, um Sunday, we drove to St Louis, watched the cards play, they Ooh. blew a big lead. Playing the pirates, so that sucked. <laughs> pirates suck. I hate the yeah. pirates. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh stayed at a at a dope Airbnb there. Had a had a nice steak. Flew to uh Edinburgh, Scotland the next day.
0: Scotland. Scotland. Oh, is that the I don't even know what the Scotland uh I don't know. accent is. I was
3: there and I still don't know what they sound like. <laughs> uh Edinburgh so uh it was like a twenty-two hour travel day. All in all, driving from St. Louis to Chicago, flying to Edinburgh, and then uh, all in all, by the time it was all said and done, it was like twenty-two hours. Dang. Only only an eight-hour flight, but you know, it's oh, not bad. I no, figured it'd be way longer than that. It's, it, it, I really dreaded it, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I was exhausted by the time we got to Edinburgh, and uh, we get off the plane and. We rented cars over there, so I drove the whole time. You, dro- you drive on the wrong side of the road, and your steering columns on the wrong side. That's that'd be yeah. weird. Yeah, so, it's a little weird to get used to. Man, I was exhausted coming off that plane. I hopped in this Vauxhall. You ever heard of a Vauxhall? No. I've not heard of a Vauxhall. <laughs> they all sell them here. That's why you never. Heard of it. <laughs> weird little go kart car hatchback, and. Uh, I drove to the middle of the the city center like the old town busiest part of Edinburgh on no sleep on the wrong side of the road on the wrong side of the car. I had to I had to step on my brakes, tire squealing three different times in that city that day because mothers and fathers rolled their infants in strollers in front of me in the street. People do not pay attention. And uh I'm sure. I'm sure. Is tourists not paying attention, looking around? It's terrifying. But <laughs> and, <laughs> I needed a I needed a pill and a stiff drink after that night. <laughs> I was so stressed, bro, driving around that town. Edinburgh was cool though, man. Uh, the castle. We walked up and we didn't go through it. It was just swarming with people, and I, I'm like fighting the crowds in a castle like that its pretty touristy uh but there's a hill right side of right outside or right in the middle of Edinburgh actually called Arthur's Seat and uh it's a pretty gnarly little hike up to the top I was gassed by the time I got up there uh but it was beautiful um we drove up to Inverness and uh Inverness the next day, which is up in the Highlands, uh, just north of Loch Ness. Uh spent the day driving through the Highlands. The Scottish Highlands is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Uh I I, I really love that. Um from there, uh the next day we toured a a a Scotch distillery. Got to try out a bunch of really like really cool scotches i had a uh i had a fourteen year old single barrel scotch from Tomatin distiller who was the name of it it' was pretty pretty tasty that's and, awesome uh, man yeah it's pretty tasty you got to tour it saw how they malted the barley got to see how they uh you know mashed in and ran through the still process and,
2: it's it's so cool just to go through top shelf yeah. experiences like that man and uh
3: and, uh, it, it was pretty dope. Um, we, we did that and brewing being, I, I brew beer and doing that. I had a pretty good understanding of like how it all worked, but seeing it on that scale was awesome because brewing beer and making whiskey is basically the same for the first half of the process. But, uh, from there went down to Loch Ness, uh, stayed a night in Glasgow. And Glasgow is popping off, bro. Party city. And, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, you know, you could hear it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. It was just crawling with, uh, with with party with party people, for sure. But not really my scene. But it was pretty dope. I mean, if I was twenty one and with my homies, I'd have hung out a lot more in Glasgow. <laughs> but uh from there, we flew to Dublin. Dublin, I'm not going to lie. Dublin, not my scene, man. I didn't like Dublin. It was just ultra touristy. We got to see, we went to Trinity College. I got to see the Book of Kells. Uh, It's a super old version of the Bible, I guess, is what it is. I don't know. It's really huh. pretty, very ornate. Uh, the college there, the uh, the library and the college was beautiful. Uh, from Dublin, we left Dublin. I will probably never spend any amount of time in Dublin ever again. Just, Dublin. I just didn't <laughs> like Dublin, man. I wasn't a Dublin fan. We went to Galway, which is the far west side of the of the country in Ireland. And uh, Galway was awesome. I loved it. It's on a bay. Uh, it's the folk music capital of ireland. Ooh, oh, that's cool. So, got to listen to some really cool music, had some had some pints at a couple really cool pubs. And
2: did you know uh, just just a little history lesson here, you know, like when the irish in europe and all that they kind of migrated over to to the states. They obviously got to the eastern part of the united states and and as they moved uh, west, because Irish people hated the English, and so they they were the ones that kind of moved west as the English populated more of the coastal plain. They moved into the Appalachian areas where they had, you know, their their folk music, their Irish folk music and that mixed with kind of the blues and the ragtown uh, sound that the the slaves were bringing. And so you can hear um, in bluegrass the blues. But also Irish folk
3: yeah. influence. So. You familiar with Reckless Kelly, the band? Uh, I've heard of them. They I'm got thinking. a lot of Irish, uh, yeah, influence. You can hear it. But you can just
2: you can just hear how how bluegrass was was birthed from part of part of the just the Irish folk uh, yeah. sound. That's interesting, man. It's this, this is a beautiful country.
3: Yeah, that's cool. It was, man. I. I uh, I got to say, man, if you ever get a chance to go over there, the plane ride, the travel, it's worth it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, go and experience it. Um, the people are uh, – I felt like I was talking to Southerners with a with a funny accent because they were all warm and inviting. Uh, we stayed at bed and breakfasts every night. So we were in. So y'all do like Airbnb. It was, we rented it through a travel agency, um, and we stayed at. Uh, it wasn't really like an Airbnb, um, but there's tons and tons of bed and breakfasts over there, and you're you're greeted by the the owner of the house when you get there uh they make sure you have everything you need they tell you what's good around town they tell you where's music happening they'll tell you what's good to eat they'll tell you you know you need to go check out this castle while you're in town or whatever and and then they get up and cook you a big delicious breakfast the next day you know and you get to talk and interact with them so that was pretty cool Yeah. yeah that is really cool and they're everywhere over there and uh that's that's how a lot of uh that's how a lot of the, the locals stay over there, too, when they're, when they're traveling around uh, the, the country. So yeah. we got to meet a lot of cool people in B&Bs.
2: That's part, that's part of what I really, really, really like, uh, aside from food, because I love food when I travel, but is, is meeting the people and getting an opportunity to talk to the random Joe yeah. Blows that just occupy – that particular area of yeah. space, uh, there's, most of the time,
3: I can really sum up what interests me in travel. It's a pretty much three bullet points. You know, I want to see the countryside, I want to see the nature. I want to see, um, you know, we spend an entire day driving through the Scottish Highlands and there's nothing out there, and all it is is just beautiful, rugged landscape. I want to see that. I want to. I want to interact with the locals and learn something, just get a glimpse into their culture a little bit and see their their worldview. And uh, I want to eat as much good food as I possibly can. Food, my man,
2: love <laughs> uh, food. Dude, that sounds
0: like three solid bullet points to me. That's, that's <laughs> what I want to do. That's
2: what that's what you you and
0: Courtney start doing. You'll yeah, be dude. world travelers, dude. I was gonna add, like, how? Obviously, I when I. I don't know if this is true at all just from what i've seen like online and pictures and stuff when i think of european like countries like that i think of like not necessarily mountains but just like huge rolling hills and like but like but like how was the terrain different there
3: than it was like I, like man um I didn't get to spend as much time in Ireland as what I would have liked to have. We're pretty limited on our time there, so I can't speak to it because the area that I saw was pretty limited. We went to the Cliffs of Moher. You, have you ever heard of that? Uh-huh. Just beautiful sheer cliffs. I mean, probably I, I don't know how high it is. It feels like it's thousands of feet. I'm sure it's not, but I mean, they seem impossibly high. You know, you've watched Harry Potter, right? Yeah. You know, in the sixth. Movie where him and Dumbledore go into like that creepy cave, and Dumbledore's got to drink that stuff to like makes him sick. And Harry he gets attacked by the things in the water. I know what you're you talking, what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, well, they filmed the cave that they go into is at, at the cliffs of Mower, so got to see that, which is pretty cool. Uh, but this huge, impossibly high, sheer cliffs that look out, feel like you can see the curvature of the earth. I mean, you can see so far. Uh, but yeah I mean you got the rolling hills there's more sheep than people over there (laughs) Uh, in the highlands I mean some of it is like lush rolling hills beautiful dense forest and then we got over on the west side of the highlands and it looked like you're in Arizona you know so that's crazy it was it was it was different it wasn't what I was expecting but uh it was really cool
2: that's neat though the just the places that you There's so many places, like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of places that you've seen on TV that you're familiar with that you may have never been, but you know exist. But think of all the places that you've never even seen. You don't even have an inkling of an idea of, like, where where they are, you know what I mean, or what they look like. Like, the thing is, people, going back to propaganda... Dude, there's some beautiful freaking freaking places in like Iraq and Afghanistan, but you just don't hear about them, nor do you want to go to them right now because it's kind of dangerous over there. Yeah. But there's just so many beautiful, uh, unassuming places in the world, yeah, for sure. Because you wouldn't think, you wouldn't think desert area type in Ireland. You wouldn't even think desert type area in Washington, but you go east of Rainier and all of the rainforest area up there, and it's a freaking desert. So,
1: okay. <laughs> what are you cracking Will's, up? There? Will's losing it over here. about? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Uh, uh, what? No, I'll, no, I'll tell
3: you
0: later. That's funny. Okay.
3: Oh man, yeah. the The landscape is beautiful, man. Scotland, uh, the north part of Scotland, around Inverness, up around Loch Ness, in the Highlands. Uh, that that, I mean that that's got me, man. That I I gotta go back there it was awesome really yeah it was that captivating huh it was it was something special about it that's for sure ah, man there's nothing in america think about this there's nothing there's no man-made structure in america older than what 200 200 years old basically at this point man-made structure
1: Mm. nothing
3: nothing uh you go over there and you see a 800 year old castle just chilling on the side of the road yeah (laughs) it's like you're taking a step back in time you know it's 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 different and then you go to edinburgh dublin and it's just popping off just booming city and uh so there's a lot of there's a lot of different aspects of it that are that appeal to you know i can see the appeal of the cities to something it doesn't really appeal to me but there's a lot of different aspects of it that appeal to to different people and uh, the culture's really cool, too. It's
2: the same with travel, man like the things that you grew up doing around in America, like more than likely you go somewhere else there's gonna be something that interests you, whether you're a city goer, whether you like to hang out in the country, whether you're an artist, whether you're into i don't know the finer things of life, and you know the fine dining type thing, or if you're like a hole in the wall type person like there's gonna be things for. Everybody, it's yeah. just how good you get it at finding those experiences, and I don't know the company that you have with you always makes it a
3: good time too. Yeah, that helps for sure. I had great company. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Y'all were celebrating a a, a great thing yeah. too. That was that was your honeymoon, right? It was. Yeah, man. That's
3: awesome. Just me and me and the wife.
2: I hope I I hope just... I get in a in a situation where my honeymoon is is something like a European trip. How was your honeymoon, Will?
0: Dude, our honeymoon was good. We uh we had to spend a lot of cash on the wedding, so we just went to Florida. We're just hanging, chilling on the beach. Hey, awesome. but they, dude, we really wanted to save up and
3: uh you know go somewhere super nice. I'm telling you, man. That's the thing, though. You can always travel. You know, you can always travel. And uh, on a honeymoon, I got to see a lot of really cool stuff, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But as long as you're out and you're spending time with your with your person, at that point, it doesn't matter if you're in. You don't matter if you're in Scotland or Hot Springs, Arkansas, bro. It's 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 not about where you're at. It's about the the experience of taking some time and enjoying each other.
2: Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. That's so cool.
3: Yeah. Well yeah.
2: man, uh we've been going for what do we got?
3: We got a two piece
0: on
2: we got them, got son. Two
3: two hours. Are we going for Lord. about two
2: hours. It doesn't feel like it, does yeah. it?
3: My wife is going to start uh,
2: calling a search party for me, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's like, dude. I don't know. I don't know where we started doing this, but we just keep getting gradually longer. Uh, dude, I don't longer. know. Dude, Blake went on, Blake went on a two-and-a-half-hour rant about physics and why time flows backwards the other day. I was uh, just like, I don't know. I got to listen to his. I ain't listened to his yet. Hey, dude, he, he can talk. He can talk, let me tell you. He's an
3: interesting dude.
2: But anyways, uh, something that we always really like to ask people when they come on, as you may know, because you've listened to a couple of our podcasts, If there was uh, something that you could tell people listening that they never saw you again, never heard your voice again, which I guess they're not seeing you because we don't we don't have
0: we don't have live. Hypothetically speaking, if they never saw you again, yeah, if they only or if they only saw you one time,
2: but what what would you want to say? What would you want to leave them with?
1: Uh, heavy. I
3: it's heavy, you know. (laughs) I watch the. I I I don't watch. I, I listen to the podcast. Now, I knew that you were going to ask me this, so I should have prepared something, but I didn't. That's um, the way we roll, man. Yeah, dude, on the fly. I fig- <laughs> I figured fig- to stay true to the theme of the podcast and just kind of have it, a dude? casual <laughs> conversation. <laughs> wing, uh, man. I would say I'm going to touch back on a couple of things we've talked about. You know, um, when you're when you're experiencing people who are from different cultures, whether you're traveling or you run into somebody in the workplace or in Kroger picking up a banana, man. Just uh <laughs> Just picking is it going? you
2: go know, I gotta go to Kroger and get this banana, that's all did, I need. Mean. You Just run banana. out
3: of you run out of bananas, you gotta go to Kroger. <laughs> you run into someone from a different culture, uh religion, anything like that. Uh try to approach it with an open mind and uh and give everyone you meet a fair shake, because most of them are good people. Um, try to create something that you're proud of. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, something big, small, challenging, easy. Doesn't matter. Create something um, that you can be proud of, and that you can pass down, and it will it'll bring joy
1: to someone else. And, uh, I don't know, man, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> a great advice. No, great that's advice. A
3: good. I'm down with
2: that.
1: Yeah. That's I about can get treat people
2: nice, create things, pass them down and don't be a prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: I had to write a uh, hundred sentences for saying, for calling someone a prick in Miss Ship's class one time in high school. Really? She said, Zach. You got to write sentences for that word. I said, what word? I said, the P word. I said, P- I didn't say the P word. I was thinking of the other P word. She said it rhymes with brick. I said, prick? Brick. <laughs> <laughs> said, I said, prick? She said, yeah, pr- yeah, that word. I said, I didn't know prick was a bad word. She made me no, his this before. I didn't even realize there was anything wrong with saying prick. I didn't either. I didn't they shouldn't have been being a prick. I wouldn't have had to call him
2: <laughs> <laughs> It rhymes with yeah. brick. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell
3: you who it was in a second. You get another kick out of it. Can't say his name right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. That's
2: too funny. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on yeah. the podcast. No, thank
3: y'all, man. I think y'all are doing something really cool here. I appreciate y'all having me on. And, uh, I think y'all need to keep going, for sure. Keep doing this because you're creating, bro.
2: Creating—that's yeah. one of your—that's one of your policies. <laughs> I have promised that we're pretty nice guys too. We're not. Uh the p word, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Yeah, don't
3: say it. Ms. I don't, don't want to write any sentences. Miss ship might be listed, bro. If she came she in, right. Now, if she busted through that door and told me to write sentences right now, I'd start writing. <laughs> I never I got a notepad. <laughs> I never had
2: the. I never had the opportunity to have Miss Ship in class. Best
3: te- One of the best teachers. That's one what I've of. Heard. One of the best teachers I have ever had. That's what I've heard. Yeah. for sure. Will had you had Miss Ship, didn't you?
0: Yeah, she's a very. She's a good teacher. And everybody thought she was really mean, but she's a super nice human. She's a great human. Yep.
3: Yep.
2: That's awesome. Well. Um before we go, uh promote promote Rabbit Ridge Farms real quick. Yeah.
3: Shout out to my dad, Alan Mahan, at Rabbit Ridge Farms. Uh, located in uh beautiful Rabbit Ridge. There's a ridge there. Yeah. If you uh if you Google Rabbit Ridge Farms rabbit ridge arkansas it'll pop up uh but they're uh they're producing uh natural uh pasture raised protein and uh they they do lunches on wednesdays they do a steak night usually about once a month and uh it's dope you need to try it out you can go uh you can go see where your food's coming from feel good about what you're putting in your body uh you know, those animals they only have one bad day. It's a real bad day, but And really
2: you know, it's not that bad of a day. I mean, I mean it's a
3: short it's a short day. It's a short, bad yeah. day. It's a short day. But uh Grass fed baby. They're living they living great lives out there and uh you know, you can be proud of what you're what you're putting in your body. Commercial farming is pretty disgusting if you look at it.
2: It's terrible.
3: Yep. Yeah. And uh he's tr- you know, he's passionate about it and uh you call him up he'll talk to you about it cuz he's passionate about it he loves what he does he believes in it and it shows cuz he's ma- he's making good stuff and he's he's uh he's he's not done you know he's continuing to push that to to higher levels so yeah i'm proud is, i'm proud of what's happening out there
2: as a as a person that has a has a bs a degree in in nutrition and going to pursue a a master's here in the next couple of months a master's in nutrition diagnostics and becoming a registered dietitian man i'm promoting this place know where your meat especially your meat i mean eat eat vegetables um and honestly honestly i'm an advocate for for limiting you don't have to get rid of your meat consumption but Limiting meat consumption, but when you do consume meat, go to places like Rabbit Ridge Farms, when, where you know where it's coming from. And shop local. Shop shop local. Yeah. Shop your produce local. Shop your protein local. Shop local and eat eat things where you know where they're coming from. If they're putting any you know, chemicals, like what what they're doing, their process. Yeah. Uh, so go check go check it out. Go check out Rabbit Ridge Farms. Go get go have a lunch. Go have a steak night. Yeah.
0: We can attest
3: they got good food, man. They do good they meats, do. and you can rent that building out and throw a dope wedding. Yes, yes that's where can. Zach
2: just had his wedding, <laughs> and let me tell you, it was a good time. Taco dope. bar. Oh, I destroyed that taco bar. Oh,
3: Rabbit Ridge Farms proteins, <laughs> baby. Yeah.
2: But anyways, uh, we are gonna close her down. Let's I close guess. her down, son. That's all well, I got. You can find me on Instagram at Gary the Great ninety six, and you can also find me at Snapchat at uh, Gary G A I R Y, and
0: you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington zero zero, and on Twitter at the Scavenger twenty three. You can find our podcast on most major platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you want, baby. We got it for you. So, Zach, you got any social media shout outs? Any handles you want to? Uh, give to the people. Man, I'm not super active. Uh I've got it. Well, you got uh, anybody you want the people to follow?
3: Yeah, go follow Rabbit Ridge Farms on <laughs> Facebook. There you go. There you go, son. <laughs> thanks, Will, for putting it on a T for me, bro. You go. Yeah. Go follow Rabbit Ridge Farms on Facebook. You might see my ugly mug on there every once in a while. There you go. <laughs> yeah,
2: man. Well, once again, thanks for coming on. Thanks Dude. for talking Thank with us. No doubt. K- kicking around some ideas. We definitely Totally. We, what we talk about? Spirituality. We talked about fly I can't remember. fishing.
0: We just we just rolled with it. We so we
2: talked about all kinds of things from every every corner of this flat Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm glad you said
3: that. I got to remember to tell you who uh,
1: <laughs> it yeah. was. A flat Earth.
2: Any, anyways, with all of that being said, we'll out later.